Welcome to episode 433 of Conversation Street. This week we're going to be talking about the episodes of Corrie broadcast between the 24th and the 28th of August. That's episodes 10,105 to 10,107, if you're counting. Joining me today is... Joining you today and every day. Joining me today and every day for the past 18, 19 years. 19 years, however long we know each other, is Gemma. Yeah. And I'm Michael. I don't have any choice. I don't know how to start that podcast no, now. I, I don't think that really worked, but never mind. After let's press on. Let's press on. Thirty-three episodes. Are we finally getting sick of it? I don't know what starting <laughs> podcast or just podcast. It's like every week I think, how am I going to start the podcast this week? And it's usually something stupid that doesn't work or just plain old normal. We need to go back to the and we need like our first hundred and fifty episodes where we, we just, just had the same script yeah. every week and yeah. that worked just fine. Sometimes anyway. I imagine a way of starting the podcast in a nice and cheerful way and then I don't do it. Look, you need to say what episode number it is, the name there's of the podcast, who's talking about it. for creativity. <laughs> no, yeah. There's only so much you can do. Never mind. Um, this isn't even the most exciting podcast this week anyway, because on the bonus podcast, we have got an interview with Denise Black, who played Denise Osborne on Conversation. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd say that, on Coronation Street. She also plays, she plays herself on, in Conversation Street. The she podcast, did play herself she? on Conversation. Yeah, how, how about that then, everybody? We've got an interview with an ex-cast member. Well done, Michael. She was flipping lovely, wasn't she? Was she was absolutely amazing. Really was, fun to listen to. Yeah, we drove, job, we, um, we drove to Romsey last weekend, didn't we? And we, we had the interview on in the car, and uh, you, you were... Suitably impressed, I, was I suitably hope. suitably impressed. She was very smiley and chatty and lovely and positive. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, it felt like having a, a She was, and she, she gave a few little, little uh, behind-the-scenes stories, didn't she? Those she did, she did. Fun. It really felt like she just had loads of happy memories yeah. of Coronation Street and she wanted to share them and, and that's a brilliant kind of interview for yeah. me so thank you very much Ms. Denise for coming on and uh, make sure that if you listen to this one first don't forget to get onto that one afterwards and have a have a listen to that right um I think we, we just need to crack on with the quiz this week Gemma I'm, I'm, are you ready um are you ready that's the question I'm, I'm definitely ready okay what nothing oh no oh, I need a pen what you every week what's need a the pen? question what? You're the quiz master. F- what are you saying? You started asking me a question. No, I don't know. No. I'm just trying to find a piece of paper for you, but I don't want to get that one. No, come on. What are you saying? I will... I've got paper, paper don't worry. Okay, right. That's what it. was the thing you were no, saying? I was just going to say, normally you've got your, your, your quiz printed out, haven't you? But we haven't got any ink in the printer. No. I just remembered. Yes. What's the quiz? <sighs> Things that happened between the 24th to the 28th of August and years ending in a zero and a five from... Mm. I got the information from coronationstreet.fandom.com. I thought AKA you had. Coropedia. First question. 24th of August, 1970. Stan and Albert have a series of double or quits bets where Stan loses over and over until he eventually owes Albert £3,200. And this what? was back in 1970, wow. so that's a considerable sum. However, Annie Walker discovers they have been gambling on her premises and declares the debt void. Uh-huh. What games did they play? Just give me, like, one game that they might have played. Dominoes. Yeah. Hey. Any other ideas? Uh, cards. 
they had uh, the, the only ones stated on Coropedia were World Cup results, dominoes, and darts. Oh, darts! I was going to say darts as well. I thought choice. you would have thought darts. That's why I gave you the clue. Twenty <laughs> fourth of August, two thousand and five. Stilla and her best friend try on wedding dresses and come over all emotional. But who is the friend? Yana, surely. Yes. I'll give you an easy question and you Thank mock you. me. I'll give you a hard question and you complain. <laughs> You're the worst subject ever for a quiz. <laughs> Go on, go on. 25th of August, 1995. Nick Platt discovers he's been left number five in a will, but who by? Ivy. This is a nice quiz this week. Good questions this week. I need to celebrate you when you put some easy ones in. 25th of August, 1975. With rumours of a ghost flying around, and that's the the rumours flying around, not the ghost, although that'd be awesome. Len, Ray, Jerry and Alf all decide to stay in the Rovers to discover the truth. But who was haunting the snug? Martha Longhurst. Correct. 26th of August, 2010. Natasha and Nick go to a pregnancy class together, but why is Natasha worried? She's had an abortion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 25th of August, 2015. Carla announces to the factory workers that someone now owns 40% of the factory and it's their first day at work. Who is it? Oh, God, it's a flipping past the past thing. Um, 2015. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, he's taking his glasses off. Oh, it's just, he looks just like Superman now. Um, Cut. Uh, this is dead air. Aiden. Yes, Aiden. Hey. <laughs> we haven't got one wrong yet. Let's find out what he, what you think of the next question. Twenty seventh of August two thousand. Toya is accepted to university. Yay! What? Which one does she go to? <laughs> and what's she studying? Oh, I don't bloody know. You won't know the answer um, to this. Salford. Salford? Yeah. That's a university. What a weird... Oh, you think she got went to a real university? No. When, Next. Weatherfield University? Yes. Really? But you don't get that because... Really? Yes. That's yeah. why I asked you it because I thought it was a stupid <laughs> place to go. They've got terrible results. What does she study? Um, English. No, Environmentalism. journalism. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was similar. Um, it's to do with writing. Well, no. 28th of August, 2000. What job does Toya get on the street? Um, um, to have as many Toya questions as possible. I know. What job did she get on the street? Yeah. Really? I don't remember what some of her in the early jobs were. I'm going to have to say... Was she ever a barmaid? Barmaid? No, what's the answer? Barmaid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 28th of August, 2005. Who does Les propose to? Zilla. Yeah. So you got eight right. Eight out of eight. Out of ten. Eight out of ten, huh? Do you remember getting two wrong just a second ago? No, I definitely didn't. Right, pink quiz book time. Pink quiz book, Coronation Street, magazines, 150 questions and answers. We're on, we're nearing the end of round five and there's only six rounds. Oh my gosh. This is nearly over and done with. (laughs) Okay. Ooh, who went to bed with Edna G during Hilda's birthday party? Uh, mm, uh, I don't know. Um, Billy Walker. Okay. Who rescued Paul Javesky from the canal? Oh, I'm too don't tired know. tonight. Don't know. Paul, J- uh, Paul Javesky. Dave Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah, is that? Who left him. the raincoat factory after being groped by the foreman? Man, this is rubbish. Um, 
Um, Sheila Burles. Doreen Lostock. 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 I knew I'd say that wrong. <laughs> For, who was the champion plastic welder at the PVC factory? What the hell are these questions? The champion plastic welder? Yeah. Christine Hardman. No, Bet. Oh, oh I was thinking Bet. Who mugs Bet and left her for dead? Bet. No, that's not the answer. Who mugged Bet? I don't know. Norman Leach. Have you got any right? No. These have suddenly got very hard. Who was the first person... Oh, you get this one. Who was the first person to discover Deirdre and Mike's affair? Emily Bishop. Yes. Just what watch, was Jenny Bradley's mother's name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Come on, guess. Elaine. Oh, good guess. It's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another good one. How many sea lions did Annie Walker once find in her bar? Oh, gosh. Picture, picture the sea. I'm scene. trying to picture two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where in the Rovers was Monkey Rupert found sitting? Was Monkey Rupert? <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a name. It's a monkey Mon- called Rupert. It is a it's monkey. Not like, it's not like one of one of Eddie's weird friends say, from Ed, prison. Eddie had a friend oh, yeah. called Monkey, monkey Gibbons, didn't he? Monkey they? Rupert. <laughs> Where no. was it found sitting? Yeah, I did. Yeah. In the I, snug. No, in, uh, in, the Enos, in Enos chair. I did not know there was ever a Enos monkey. Enos chair in the snug? No. Yes, I'm no. trying to get a mark. No, that's what I said in the say. snug and it was in the snug. No. I'm going to gail that as a mark. No. Who did Ray propose to even though she was pregnant? Ray? Yes. Who did Ray propose to? I remember this. I don't remember this. Because I don't know who she was. Because <laughs> she suddenly appeared on the DVDs. I don't know. The answer is... You've got a pencil <laughs> on your nose. You're trying <laughs> to get a dishonourable discharge from the army. What? Put your underpants on your head and say wibble. What? That's a blackadder joke. Vicky Bright. I don't know who that is. You've got was. like two right. That was terrible. It but was these terrible. questions are getting a lot harder. Thank goodness I excelled in the normal quiz this week. Right. You're going to forget that we've got birthdays. I'm not going to forget because you're about to tell me. Who's got a birthday? 30th of August. Joy Stewart, who plays Miss Sinclair in Pardon the Expression. Okay. <laughs> and director Baz Taylor. 31st of August, Matilda Freeman, who plays Summer Spellman. I wonder how old she's going to be. I'm sure we'll find out next week. I'll tell you what she, who she's not as old as. What? Violet Carson, who was born on the 1st of September, who played Ina Sharples. Do you know what year she was born in? She was born in like, wasn't it like 1899? Oh, so close, 1898. Yeah, I thought and she was just before the turn of the century. Just, just, for, just to get this into perspective as to how long ago that really was, that was 10 years after Jack the Ripper. <laughs> had his reign of terror in London. The, she had the, a lucky escape there, though, she didn't, didn't she? She didn't, <laughs> right after her. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> I think she'd have, he'd have come off worse, though, to be fair. Oh, I wouldn't have wanted to come up against Violet Carson. <laughs> Not even as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> she probably looked pretty similar when she was a baby. <laughs> that face. Yeah. Uh, they all make it violent. Everyone says that babies look like... Um, what's his face? Rupert uh, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Rupert. Churchill. But I say they look like Violet Carson. Okay. 2nd of September, Sue Cleaver, who plays Eileen Grimshaw, and Sean Gallagher, who played Paul Connor. And then 3rd of September, Chris Fountain, who is Tommy Duckworth III, and Faye Brooks, who played Kate Connor. Great day. 
4th of September, Bill Kenwright, he was <laughs> called in Clegg the first. And Kevin Kennedy plays Curly Watts. And also, that day, Betsy and Emmy Taylor, who were the second set of twins to portray Lily Platt. Well, happy birthday to all you lovely people. Happy birthday. Uh, you're either last in your year at school or first in year at And we've finally reached September in the birthdays, which means that it's nearly time to go back to school. Yeah, back to school time. It's getting darker. Like, it's dark now and it's only ten to nine. There's a storm of brewing. It's been horrible weather all week. And I'm it finally getting like to wear a cardigan. I love the it. The summer is over. So, yes. congratulations, Gemma. You back. got what you wanted. Yes, thank you. Back to civilization. <laughs> also means only a month before Gemma's birthday. So, Aww, I, I know what I want. Right. So, <laughs> should, we, uh, should we talk about this week's coronation? No, I don't want to. See what we I thought about. I actually don't it. want to. Do you know what? We are contractually say. obliged. No, we're not. Talk about this. Well, we month, can just skip it. We could just go straight to the cabin. People like a good rant, Gemma, and I feel that they might. You know, be very rarely do I watch Coronation Street and get so angry at, at, at it that I want to turn it off. Mm. It happened a few times when I was watching the Sinead storyline because I just couldn't cope with having that as entertainment. It's just really, really, I, I couldn't cope. I just we. Everyone knows my thoughts about the Sinead storyline. Yeah. But this week, I literally said to you, turn it off. I, do, I, I, don't, I can't watch this anymore. Turn it off. I was so mad. Let's what? find out why. <laughs> Let's find out why. <laughs> Street talk. Street talk time. What happened this week in Coronation Street? It was a bad week, I thought. Although Friday was slightly better. I think I'm just completely at odds with everybody else at the moment. Because this week, literally, especially Monday and Wednesday, I have to say, were I was... I hated those episodes. I was completely... Nothing grabbed my interest. I was completely uninspired by it. There wasn't anything... Well, I'm sure I'm going to uh, you know, contradict myself in a bit. Nothing there that made me go, oh, that was exciting or good. It just fell off. But everyone on the Facebook group I saw were going, oh, that's quite a good week this week, actually. Yeah, I quite like this better than last week. Quite a few people were saying, oh, thank goodness it's back. Well, last week, yeah. not so bad. Whereas, yeah, because last week everybody hated it, didn't they? Yeah. And I was like... It was well, all right. I it. Three, I think I gave it well, last no, I week. It. I think you really might have given it. And maybe I gave it three and a half, and you gave it three, or I gave it three, and you gave I it didn't two and a half. I gave it three. Uh, yeah, I hated it. some of those scenes last week, and this week wasn't that much better. It 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 really really wasn't. T- today was 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 okay. So I haven't decided yet what score I'm going to give well, it. But just to warn everybody, it it did not float my boat on Monday and Wednesday this week. It really, really didn't. Let's see if we can find out why and unpick that this week. I did give a quite a, um, a lengthy post on Facebook group after Monday's episode, actually, did, didn't, didn't I? Where I explained about... my, my reasons about why it didn't do it for me. And after Wednesday's episode, I thought, I'm not going to post them. <laughs> I'm not going to post my thoughts about this one because I don't want to be a, a, a downer. I, I don't when, like not liking Carnation no, no, yeah, Street, exactly. everybody. And sometimes I don't, when you watch it and it's really bad, you think, now what am I going to do? Yeah, I don't I don't hate it for fun. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. It's not recreational hatred. <laughs> I don't know whether hate is too strong a term, but it, it's something just... It, it just. Well, Michael, they say often love turns to hate, don't they? Uh, but You it, have to love something to hate it. I'm still not worried, though. <laughs> not I'm not, though. like, thinking, oh, what's going on with Coronation Street? Will it ever recover? Am I going to... Because it goes through patches like this, doesn't it? Yes, it it's going totally, through a rough patch. Totally goes through patches. For me, it's going through a rough one at the moment, but I am I am not scared in well, the slightest. Well, Friday was but, fine. Friday was fine. 
Let's, Let's start. Talk about oh, okay, one. so the storylines this week we've got six stories. Abby Debbie Doodoo. <laughs> this sounds nice for uh, that because we've got Debbie back on the street. There's one positive. Nice this to week, again this week was the week of people coming back and yeah. people not remarking. Unceremonious upon. returns. Yeah. It's like, hello, it's me, I'm Debbie. Yeah, Debbie, I've just come anyway, back. Anyway, I want me to cook you some lunch. Literally nothing to do with this family for, for decades before I just turned up to give my stupid brother a load of money. Yeah, and then... I am also surprised, actually, that Debbie didn't didn't put start to wonder. Maybe this is why she doesn't like Abby, actually. I gave my brother a load of cash. This woman now has appeared and moved in. Mm. Is this related? Bit and I wouldn't be... It, it would make sense if that was... Yeah one of the reasons why she was a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a rabbit Debbie doo-doo first, because I think there's going to be a to-do between those. Uh, and then uh, Todd Squad, uh, Twiniversary, is what I've called the, the uh, Paul and Gemma's 30th party storyline shenanigans this week. Gemma, you talked about another um, unceremonious return this week. Johnny was the next one back. He just rocked up on, when was it, Monday's episode, I think, after Lots of people came back this, in France. This, it was, Johnny came back, Debbie came back. Those two are quite remarkable, I thought. Mm. Then we had Scott turn up out of the blue like he'd never left. And also Ray. Well, yeah, we're assuming that they that they. No, I know. Assuming, yeah. yeah, exactly. The two people that kind of had come back and tell then two people who, we who had never week, left, we, supposedly. Tell you someone else who fits into that category. Summer. She was back true. this week, first time we'd yeah, seen her. that's true. And she's grown up since the last time we saw her. I don't see it I as mean, much as other people I, do. I, when I was watching her on Monday, I was like... Yeah, she has. She does look older. She's got her hair different. I mean, to be fair, she hasn't had a whole lot to do for, I'm going to say, a year and a half on Coronation Street. She's been very much side character. I'm sure Matilda's been getting on with her, her exams and the like. But yeah, noticeably different looking uh, uh, this year. Anyway, <clears throat> Johnny's back and Gemma, Johnny's got issues still. Yeah. We're so close to finding what those issues were this week. Maybe next week we'll find that out. Uh, then we'll do a bit of Tincognito and the Yaz fighting storyline was back for a little bit today. So, Abby first. Last week, if you remember, Abby was a very naughty girl and stole some morphine from the hospital. And the hospital, I was wondering whether there was going to be any comeback from that, whether the hospital were going to notice it or whether no, they were going to get a knock on the door at number like, 13. There's a pandemic like, going on and they don't count medicine. Like, this happens all the time. And anyway. this, 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 um, these episodes did answer my question that I had last week, was, which was, can you just drink morphine? Apparently you can. Apparently so. Uh, anyway, Abby, um, uh, P- Peter's f- trying to phone Abby on Monday because he saw her stealing uh, this morphine last week. Yeah, but, but then Abby... he got cut off from confronting her because Kev came in. Yes, yeah. He he's uh, he comes into the kitchen. He's talking to Debbie on the phone, which was the only warning that the unspoiled viewer got that Debbie was back on the scene again. Um, so alone in the house, Abby takes the drugs outside of the bag just to you know show it to the audience and say, look at this. Remember last week I stole this? Everybody are on the same page? Okay, let's continue the story. Peter, meanwhile, at the Rovers, is admitting to Carla that he's a bit worried about Abby. He's not saying why at first, um, apart from, well, you know, she had, a, she had a bus drop on her head last week or something. So uh, she's, she's a bit worse for wear. Um, and he says, I'm just going to go over and see her. Um, this is when Abby was having a good old swig of that morphine. I don't think he does tell Carla where he's going. Oh, no. Because there's a lot of that, that going on. I thought, I couldn't remember. I thought he did that time. Anyway. Anyway, he, she, she, he comes in just after she's taken some of this morphine and he's like, don't tell me you've taken it. But also, watching this is like, what? I don't get what the point of it, what morphine does then, because she just looks 
Chill, it didn't like, seem to have any, any particular effect on her, did it? Because I, I, I know I've told this story before on the podcast about when my mum was in ICU and um, she was very, very, very barely conscious for a lot of it. She doesn't remember me. I came in almost every day to see her and she doesn't remember and I want my money back for the parking because <laughs> it was expensive. But anyway, one of the things that was quite funny was that when she was there, she had morphine and, and it was connected to a button button that she had in her hand and she used to press it in like a flourish at me because it used to beep when she was allowed more and she used to kind of hold the button up and like press it theatrically in my face as if to say here we go (laughs) get ready for the good stuff she actually really enjoyed morphine but i mean it's wasted on abby well maybe because abby is such a a a druggie you've got to have a bit more than just a little swig to get the full effect of it or something yeah but that's yeah but that's what happens to addicts who relapse they they overdose because they take far too much because their tolerances yeah, have gone down exactly so she didn't but she didn't get a chance though anymore because they say peter comes I don't in she think, doesn't she doesn't tell him that she's taken it i don't think this is supposed to be in, in any way a, um, a realistic portrayal of how to steal and drink morphine no so we don't don't need to talk no. about it anymore um she <laughs> tells peter that as soon as they got home she threw this the bottle in the bin uh, she's quite but, convincing but we know she's lying yeah, well, Peter knows that she's lying as well because he goes home later and then she starts to have a route about through the bag to in have her next hit. In interesting direction technique. Oh, yeah, they there. were just kind of doing quick Cups, cuts, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, that's quite interesting. Anyway, it turns out we assume that Peter has nicked the bottle because it's not there. So she goes round to the Rovers where he's there vaping away and I saw some people online saying that he's probably just vaping the morphine. I said that. You said that and I've seen other people saying it as well. Oh, but, um, what? It's, it's not an original thought. <laughs> anyway, um, she she gets a bit of Italian off from him, and then he tips it down the drain. But oh no, Johnny's come out of the Rovers. It's like, what are you doing, cliffhanger? I just need to point out that Peter's clearly kept this morphine in his pocket so that he can theatrically dump it out in front of Abby's face. Yes, so that she knows. So so that we can see Johnny. Cu- Johnny catching them. Mm. I thought because really, was... there's no reason for him not to have just thrown it straight in the bin. No, I thought this was a very poor cliffhanger. At the end, of, by the end of Monday's episode, I was already like, I'm not feeling this, and then that was the cliffhanger. And I was like, what? so what? Johnny's just walked off, walked out, and found Peter and Abby doing something together. Why is he going to care? Why is he suspicious of it? Why does Peter care that Johnny, of all people, has caught him and Abby together? It well, just... it's because Pete, cause, um, Johnny is his girlfriend's dad. Yeah, well, that, that's how they kind of played it on Wednesday, didn't they? But Pete, it was a bit like... Johnny's like, I hope you're not playing Carla around. But I'm sure that, I mean... Would you Peter really has immediately been... think this? Exactly, you wouldn't. Peter goes out the back of the Rovers all the time to have a vape, probably, and probably quite a lot of that time, there are other women there. Sometimes yeah. maybe Abby. Yeah. So... It's, a, it's a continuous problem on Corrie at the moment that you don't know how much somebody has seen of a conversation. Mm. And they use that to kind of enhance the drama, but actually it just gets a bit confusing. Well, yeah, it all kind of was, was quickly brushed and, under the cobbles by uh, five minutes into Wednesday's Just episode. in case anyone has forgotten, but I think they do mention it, Peter and, and Abby did have that fling. Yes, yeah, they, they mentioned that. Carla mentions that yeah. on Wednesday's mm-hmm. episode. Anyway, um, Peter tries to change the subject um, when, when Johnny's given him the Spanish Inquisition, in which Abby uses it as an opportunity to get away back to number 13. So Peter follows her home, gives her another massive nagging and says, you need help, but luckily... You got me, ex-addict. Um, I'm, I'm in my everyone's business. Peter Verlo. 
Uh, you, I love it when you should come along to one of my meetings. They're not just for alkies, they're for druggies as well. All sorts of addicts. Sex addicts. What about coronation? Telly addicts. addicts, yeah, all sorts of that. Do you remember telly, telly addicts? I never used to watch telly addicts. Okay. Um, anyway, then Debbie shows up because she's. I still don't. They haven't really clarified what she's doing there, has no. she? She's been in it two episodes and she said, I've got some business to do around here or something yeah. unless, unless i've missed it not really sure what she's doing i think her job a... is now to sit smugly and look at abby and demand to know what her intent what her intentions are with her brother i can't remember what um what her job is even is that to do with property or something but she she lives she lives abroad somewhere um well but she's she's she got some work in weatherfield Anyway, Abby and Peter are looking very suspicious. Obviously, they're, sus- they're, they're kind of feeling sheepish because they've been talking about drugs. But Debbie's obviously starting to look at them and she's getting the idea hmm, what's going on there between those two. And Peter says, oh, Abby had a funny turn, so I was helping her out or something. But I don't think Debbie's convinced. So once Peter's gone, we start this uh, tension between Abby and Debbie. Um, and Abby realises she's getting a don't mess me brother around chat from, from Debbie. <laughs> and this is when I, we got the line of the week when uh, she says, chill your beans, Annie Lennox, which Love I thought was that. great. As that much as I did not enjoy Monday and Wednesday's episodes, that, that line did get a chuckle from me. Peter, now what's, what's going on here? Peter's back in the, in, in the Rovers again and he tells Carla, oh, I need to go and get my keys. Did he say I lost my keys or Kevin's got my keys? Or was it to do with... I've got to go pick my keys up from Oh, Kevin. yeah, because Kevin had his car at the garage, maybe. But anyway, um, he um, he goes over to see Abby instead. And uh, was it Abby? Because it was Abby that had the key. I can't remember now. This is bad. Um, no, what are you talking... Who had the, what are you talking no, Carla about? had the keys, didn't she? No, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. no, no. Kevin no. Dro- dropped the keys over. Yeah, put them in the yeah, fruit bowl. Peter just wanted... That's, thank you. Peter just wanted to go and see Abby. So and he she pretended says, yeah, that, that he was going to go get, get, get the keys. keys. Correct. But in the meantime, when he left, yeah. somebody dropped them off. Yeah, Kevin went and dropped her off. Abby's basically... It was just a, a chance for Abby to say, no, I don't want to come to your meetings. So Kevin comes... Peter goes back to the Rovers... Um, and Johnny has given Carla Peter's keys from Kevin by that point. So when Peter says to Carla, oh, you got your keys from Kevin, he's like, yeah, it's fine. And then she's like, well, what's this then? Why have I, why have have I got, got two sets keys? of keys? Yeah. So there's, there's a bit of to and fro in, and eventually he, he spills. He realises he's been backed into a corner there. He can't get out of it, so he, he but tells But he immediately just basically. tells her everything, which I thought was like, oh... Are we not going to have three weeks no, of him pretending? Well, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness he did open up and tell the well, truth. Well, this is what needs to happen a bit more in soap. So and when it does happen, we complain about it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Carla says to him, no, I don't think you spending all your time with your ex is a very good idea, actually. Don't you remember yeah. when I was a, um, an alcoholic, you supported me and, and now look where we are. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to you and Abby again, thank you very well, much. Also, yeah, you and Abby had a thing already. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm only trying to help her. Um, so Abby calls Peter up again later. Carla is st- sitting um, in the Rovers next to Peter, stony-faced as this conversation's going on. Abby's um, basically saying, sorry, again, these meetings really aren't for me. And if I'm going to get any help, I'm going to get it myself, thank you very much. Um, and, and so he puts the phone down and then promises to Carla, Look, I know what I'm doing, it's fine. I'm not going to go there with Abby, don't worry. I just need to help her. Um, and then that is it for that, for that episode. Friday, um, 
not much. Debbie cooks lunch and wants she to wants find to out again. Out an amazing recipe. I don't, I don't know whether they said what the recipe was. Um, she she starts to quiz Abby a little bit about what's so what's the deal with you and Kevin then? What's the situation? What's going on here? And Abby doesn't really want to talk about it, so she gets away. I think again during the episode, it looks like she's been. Has Peter been texting her or something? It, it it seems like she's she's going off to go and see Peter, but we don't get to see any of that. I guess we have to wait until Monday for that one. So that was basically that for this week. So the the question that I have on this is: Is this a really obviously telegraphed affair? Because they're basically saying looks like they might have an affair. Is that going to happen, or is it a bit of smoke and mirrors, and something else is going to happen? I think I'm I'm hoping that it's going to go a different way because I said last week I don't want there to be a drug story. I don't want Abby to go and and you know fall off the wagon. I don't want this to be about her struggling with her addictions or anything like that because it feels like it's, Corey's already done that fairly recently and I I'd, I'd wanted Abby to have turned a corner. But and it, but I I equally don't want her to have an affair with Peter. I don't want this to be a love triangle with Abby Kevin. Peter and Carla so I'm hoping that the fact that they have said don't you have an affair means they're not going to what what do you think oh I don't I'm, I'm nothing about this is making me go oh god gosh what will happen now I'm so excited to find out because if they if they don't if I like I've, I don't I can't really add anything to what you've just said I don't I don't want to keep seeing Abby with with drug problems, I totally understand that she will, you know, if this was real life, she would always struggle. Mm. Um, I don't watch. It's not. It's not a documentary though. I don't need. I don't really need everything to be. It's weird because Sally Carmen is one of the best actresses I think that they've got currently on the show, and usually she can deal with you know any material brilliantly and and. Whatever it is, I'm engaged because this is an Abby story and because Sally does an excellent job. And I still think that she is putting in a great performance, yeah. but I'm just not, not bothered. I'm not, not, not bothered by care. the material that she's being given. And 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 even even Abby is not, you know, giving this story a whole lot of spark. And I'm also really sick and tired of Peter turning up like clockwork every single time anybody gives an inappropriate look to some kind of substance that they're addicted to. You know what I mean? He's there all the bloody time. He was there with Yasmin. She's not even an alcoholic. It, it's the I'm thing so is, bored of it. it's, it's in character. I know, I know exactly what character. you mean, but it's very much in character. I know, and, it's totally and I would realistic. also say it's fairly true to life. If people have gone through these addiction problems and come out the other side, it's so they, they want to help other people. I know, it's But it, really it does annoying. come across as quite preachy, doesn't it? Yeah, but, you know, with good reason, which makes it even more infuriating. <laughs> yeah, I am sick and... Yeah, I am... This fit does feel like just... It feels like we've just got scraps of other stories and put them in a little random story generator and come out with something, you mm. know, like, oh, Carla is worried that Peter is having an affair with Abby because she is addicted to morphine, mm. you know? Do you think- so, like... Do we, so many we, variations of the same story arc. And do you think that Carla is rightly worried, or is she just being a bit paranoid about it? No, I think she was fair. It's fair enough because she's he's lying to her. Peter has had. He's run around before. Yeah, he's, he's been got a bigger mess. Murdered. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, it I've felt in the past 
don't know, a year and a half that they've been back together again. They've been a fairly solid couple. I think that as Chris... As in boring. Well, the, the, no, I, I think that they've got good chemistry. I think Chris and yeah. Annie have got great chemistry. I think that they, they seem to fit together. And, and yes, putting them back together again does feel like a bit of a retread. But, you know, I, I complain enough about you know, characters that are only together five minutes and then they split them up. So I, I don't want to complain too much when there's a character, when there's a couple that have got quite a long history together and maybe they're going to try and build something solid here. So, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what my point was now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it feels like, especially with the story that they had when, what, a couple of months ago when those people from the estate came round and Peter was really supportive, supportive of Carla, it seemed like they were you know doubling down on on that relationship and and so strong solid relationships are a few and far between on coronation street at the moment so i don't want anything to to get in the way and and the fact that peter was so supportive when that happens would make me think that maybe hope that carla wouldn't w- would trust him more you know Meh. He, he he helped her out when she was in a bit of a spot did he I, suppose I, just he didn't go I just genuinely don't understand why did he lie to her in the first place about where he was going. I think it was because of, you know... I know, but because <laughs> I'm being honourable... Pa- patient confidentiality because he sees himself as the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the drug doctor. Yeah. I just... It just seemed like... And then within, within seconds he just says, oh, right, I admit, which I is, admit. Yeah, which is good, which oh. is a, another, another point in favour of... I think that they are, you know a good fit together please don't you know throw a spanner in the work i've never because... liked peter and carla together no I, I remember you saying I, I i don't mind them i think that they fit but they have been another couple who we haven't seen a whole lot of no. in the past year have we they've made a thing about them getting together after the whole boat incident last year and we've not really seen too much of them but I mean, I... at the moment they're they're the least ex- one of the least exciting couples for me and i know they've got even got their own fan base who of people that that just love them together, but they're to me they're so boring because they neither of them do anything. That's anymore. interesting you say that because you're right. I'm not particularly excited by them as a couple, but I don't know whether you need to be excited in a couple to, to be a, a good couple. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, they're boring. Mm, well, I. What do they do? He goes around and and sort of. Um, he's like an evangelical anti-drug person now. He just preaches all the time to everybody who even looks like slightly they might be in trouble. And and she's just even even though she's back at the the factory, I'm still waiting for her to get in excited again. She's to be my favourite character. Well, th- this Abby story is clearly not over, and with everything that's going on with Scott and Johnny, my at the problem moment, with it is though is I can't see anybody coming out of this and being more interesting or likeable than they are already. Mm. And that's what I'm worried about because Carla and Peter, their relationship being challenged by by Peter trying to help... I don't care. Abby was Abby's fine. Abby's great. Love Abby so much. But please, I don't want any more drug storylines with her. And also, having her and Debbie at loggerheads is just kind of making Abby look like a dickhead. Yeah, t- let's let's move on to the Debbie stuff then. So, she's really making no effort whatsoever 
to ingratiate herself with Debbie. And it's obvious that Debbie's going to cause trouble for her if she doesn't buy into their relationship. I'm finding that Debbie's coming on a bit too full on at the moment. And I think if I was Abby and I've only fairly recently in the grand scheme of things moved in with my with my fella and set up home with him and now this quite you know in your face sister comes in and dumps her stuff and's like i'm living here now for a bit i and then starts questioning her and saying what's the deal with you and my brother i think if i was abby i would be feeling the same thing as like who's this that's come swans in and thinks that they're ruling the roost certainly you would definitely feel quite quite rightly that she has no business sticking her nose in and interrogating you. But you would also recognise that you're now on notice and you have to put a bit of effort into winning her over to your side rather than doing what she did, which is like, no, I don't want lunch. I'm not hungry. Oh, I didn't eat it. I'm just going to check my phone and run. Literally, she ran away from the table as soon as she possibly could. Mm. And Debbie's like, let's get to know each other. I want to make you a nice a nice lunch. And yes, you know that there's, there's an ulterior motive, motive yeah. but you have to just grin and bear it and, and take it. I know that she's of she's she's probably she's older and she probably thinks to herself, I don't need to win over people's family and friends anymore. We're beyond that. But I don't think you ever really are beyond that. Whenever you have a new partner and you have to meet their family, you've got to put the effort in. She's just not doing it because obviously she's distracted mm. with being addicted to drugs and the fact that her twins have gone to Australia. Mm. But but you know it's true to say that Debbie's going to cause problems now. Yeah, she's been put in there to be the. The catalyst for more drama, yeah. hasn't so it? So, so is it then going to be the case that she causes drama and between Kevin and Abby, and then that makes Abby confide more in? Yeah, in she's going to be driven into and, the arms. And then Peter's of Mr. like, Pallet. "Listen, I know how you feel," and they talk and they get close, and you know, whatever. Maybe. Maybe. What What are your thoughts on Debbie being back in general? Are you I happy don't know to why see she's her? Or... Here. I know. I'm a bit confused because I can't remember when the reports came out. Um, I don't even know that we talked about it on the podcast. I think we probably didn't because it's fairly low key that she's coming back again. I mean, I I I'm always happy to see names from the past, especially if they're played by the original actress. And the fact that what's her name, Sue Devaney, I think, who first played Debbie back in the, uh, what was it, 84, I'm going to say, is still in the role. Brilliant. I love it. Um, but I, I don't feel like I know the character enough to be excited that she's back. I'm like, no. okay, okay, fine. And she's just back to cause a rift between Kevin and and Abby. It's like, well, we it's don't need do, you yeah, to do, do that. Any They've already, they're already so many ways that they could I honestly don't know whether this is going to be a a long term or a short term return because she was only in it for what a week last year I'd hope this was a long term return I would hope so too I'm I'm interested to know about her but yeah I want her I don't want her to just be an antagonist and and she does feel she she seems like she's the sort of person that could really get on people's wick yeah she definitely seems she seems a bit up herself yeah but I think I think she's in the right here I am wondering whether she's going to bring the money up. Mm. Because there's really... Because that was a very good reason for you to immediately be suspicious of somebody. Yeah. And and she's... Right off the bat, she's come in going, who the hell do you think you are? Mm. My, I'm going to find out for, whether you're good enough for my brother. But, you know, her brother's old enough to decide for himself. It would make sense if she was like, listen, I love that boy Jack like he's my own son. Mm. You You come in here and you break his heart. 
never mind Kevin. Yeah, and I think that she probably looks down on Abby because of Abby clearly being from, you know, she's an estates lass, isn't she? And I know that Debbie was she she lived in weatherfield for a bit but it seems like since then she's you know she's moved to southampton she's made a thing well, as exactly. she's a successful business woman they don't let I just think, anybody live here i you think know? that she looks down on the working class well, it, of weatherfield i would say i think she reckon? thinks i think she thinks she's I don't better know enough than about them. the character i'm i'm, I'm, I'm there's, there isn't much to know that's the problem i'm just in i'm just kind of making assumptions here and, and i do i think that she thinks that she's well she she's did better. come in look at what i've made of myself kind of the lovely person. coordinated outfit looked very swish didn't she yeah um oh, i forgot what i was gonna say depends on what she's been told about abby's past mm. because if she's been told the half of what abby has gone through you you would be this woman is bad news. Mm. What what is she going to do to Kevin? Yeah, it makes me wonder whether she or Kevin will find out about the morphine incident first, or the you know the relapse. Because you know, sure as eggs is eggs, the word is going to get to Kevin eventually that this has been happening. And if Debbie finds out, will she be? Will somebody say, "Oh, don't tell Kevin whatever you do," and she'll be like, "Well, <sighs> watch me." I, it's yeah. So, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in that, but I I want to like Debbie, and at the moment I'm just interested to see an old face back. It's weird because I got a different impression from it than you because I I was on Debbie's side. Yeah, I don't. And think I was I am thinking, yet. yeah, Abby, you're better than this. Why aren't you even putting in any effort at all? Mm. Like this woman, she's come in. She said, "Look, I don't want you to mess my brother around," and. Yeah, that does put you at odds with her, but you're really on the same side because she doesn't want Abby doesn't want to mess Kevin around either, mm. and and then she says I'll make you a lunch, and then Abby doesn't even bother eating it. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I just thought she was being really, really rude. Mm. Yeah, I think that um, I think we need to have like a Rovers scene or something. Not that the Rovers is open properly, but for Debbie to start to mingle with some of the rest it's of a, the street big, and then start to you know, find things out about this woman. It is a very big loss in the show that there are no communal spaces that you can really speak to people in apart from devs at the moment. Yeah, I mean... And and sometimes the cabin. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining that they're giving the cafe a rest, though, because I got very fed up in the last couple of years of the, the almost exclusive use of the cafe for the uh, communal meeting spot. Mm. Right, um, let's move on to the, the next big mystery then, Gemma, the Todd squad. Oh dear, it ended with a, with a very dramatic... Um, oh, it did, yeah. Today, very dramatic yeah. Uh, cliffhanger that we know is going to lead to nowhere. Yeah, um, although there's, I was quite, I was pleasantly surprised how um, the big secret that Billy and that lot had about... Todd being maybe back in the picture again. I thought that this was going to be kept from Paul for a lot longer and then Paul was going to maybe find out about the party and he'd be angry about it and all, but pretty much, pretty early on in Monday's episode, the, the truth comes out to Paul, doesn't it? They're not, they're not as bad as they used to be about keeping secrets for no real reason, but we still don't know what the hell's going on with Scott, so... No, I, <laughs> I feel that we're close. Yeah. Tantalizingly that's that's close. a secret that's being kept from the from the viewers rather than from a character in a story mm. for no reason. So on Monday, 
Oh, Sean is Sean is down in the dumps, and he tells Mary that he's worried about Eileen. Yeah, she because, still doesn't know about it, does she? No, she doesn't know about the letter, which doesn't make sense because it was addressed to her. Nobody else. It's not really their business to keep it from her. Um, it's for her own good. Really, is it? Billy tells Paul all about the Todd stuff, and so now we get to see Paul find out. Um, we thought we didn't. Yeah, like I said, didn't know if it was going to be a secret. He he is fairly balanced about what yeah, Todd used to be like. Yeah, and and Paul was. You know, he he kind of wanted to know as well, didn't he? He was not. I don't care about your ex. Don't tell me about. Don't involve me about it. He was fairly kind about it. I thought, which was nice. Ring Sean. You talk to him about it because if you're worried, basically. Yeah. So Billy goes to visit Sean in the factory, and Sean has been trying to trying to find Todd online. Yeah, he's been doing a bit of spot of Todd hunting, hasn't he? Yeah, and they're worried that he's in trouble. And they they can't go to the police because he's on the run still. So like us, they are under the under the um, under the impression that he's got a bounty on his head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So so that yeah they 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 they're sort of at a loss. But then they go they go anyway. So that didn't really last. Yeah. Very at long. First they're like oh we can't really tell the police I think and then maybe we should go to the police okay we've gone to the police but they don't find out much. Yeah, and they say why don't you go to the Missing Persons Charity. What was it called? Missing... Finding People. Oh, this really annoyed me. <laughs> um, they see Craig outside and, and tell him what's going on. And he's like, oh, let me look into it. So he goes away and comes back and says, oh, don't worry about it. Todd's actually free to do what he wants now because they the police found him. They questioned him and they released him. And it's all like it never happened. And, and everyone's like... How come we didn't know about this? What does Eileen know? Why why hasn't Todd been back in touch with any of us? It does feel like the whole issue was just swept under the carpet yes, conveniently because that was a bit of the story that they didn't need to have as a millstone hanging around its neck. Yes, they were like, this has caused a problem for us. Yes, he stole a child, punched a police officer, absconded, but, but we him. gave him a good old talking to and he said he'd never do it again, promise, so he's free to go. Yeah, we had a list of things that you have to, like... He's he's white. He's a guy. He's educated. He had a posh accent. He did have a scar on his face, but you know that did, that was outweighed by all the other things, like up, fine, upstanding citizen. Yeah. And a solicitor, and we were scared of him, so we just he just let him go. He, he swore he definitely didn't used to be a buddy buddy with Pat Phelan. Yeah, and he said he'd never ever do it again, but he did admit that he did do it. So we just went f- fair enough. To be honest, I don't want to do any more paperwork on this, so <laughs> see you later. Hopefully not see you later. <laughs> so what, that's the question. Why has Todd been away if it wasn't because he was in legal trouble? So on Wednesday, we get another scene of a character being told something that we already know. So Billy and Sean go and tell Mary this. And Billy's like, oh, I'm going to go and look up the Finding People charity. And he gets back home later and says to Paul, I went, I got in touch with them, but nothing really happened. Like, we've just got to keep hoping and try and find him. And I'm only looking because I'm worried about Eileen, honestly. It's not because I fancy him still. <laughs> <laughs> On Friday. Yeah, they, they, suggested, um, they suggested a poster campaign or something. How's that going to work? Don't know. Billy should say, oh, I've got a load of pictures of them in my wallet here. I just turn he these just opens it and it flips out. <laughs> I definitely don't still fancy him, Paul. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. On Friday, Billy comes to see Carla about something. What was that about? I, can't, I, I don't know. He She's wants to helping speak to with the Carla harvest in, the, festival. in the factory. 
but he ends up chatting to Sean. She's, she's going to donate knickers yeah. to the homeless. <laughs> so he ends up chatting to Sean, who he knows is thinking about um, Todd. And then and then Sean comes out with this macabre like like there's Billy, and it kind of it kind of like does show the difference in their personality. Like Billy's like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. I'm going to get to the Finding People charity, and we're going to tracking down and then Sean's like I've got this website where you can look at dead people <laughs> it's called identifyingcorpses.com <laughs> it's all the people that have, that they found dead so I'm just going through um to see if I can spot him he, he 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 didn't he wasn't completely blase about it was he but when he and billy were looking through the website together billy was like oh this I is horrible I can't what are you do doing it. and sean's like la la i'm just being helpful <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he he's like, so i'd just like to feel helpful he was yeah no he wasn't it wasn't quite that it's that's like, like me that's like me going on this serial killer subreddits and like mis- um unsolved mysteries going just being helpful to read about this murder <laughs> i don't i don't think he was, was really enjoying it but he was well we weren't he was not too think. He was Gemma, like, he's seen worse. He's been homeless. I know, that's how we he knew was... about it. That's how I knew about it, because he's got a friend who's homeless. <laughs> well, from when he was homeless also. Yes. Don't forget. So they go looking through the through the bodies and Billy's like, This is Grace. I don't know why he thinks it's Grace. Like, he's uh, he just uh, acting out, scrolling on your hand. It's like this is a scroll wheel of bodies. It's like, no, 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 no. no, no. Oh, no. nice though. <laughs> it's like Tinder for corpses. <laughs> Swipe right. It's like which way which way do you do it? I don't know. Swipe left. What do you call a Tinder for corpses? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> But yeah, then, and then while he's literally holding his phone, it, it goes, boop, boop. What's that? What's that? I've got a notification on my phone to let me know. Nobody in Weatherfield knows how to put their phone on silent, honestly. No, I know, but, but this is also weird. Like, he says he's in a forum. Yes, I thought I was going to sort the same thing. He's a notification a f- from a forum. From, from a forum for people specifically for Weatherfield dead bodies. And they said <laughs> well, they found you know a body in the canal. what the crime rate is like in Weatherfield, I'm just saying. They found a body in the canal. And oh, that's no. the cliffhanger for this story at the end of this week. It's clearly not Todd, is it? It can't be Todd. Because, I mean, Coronation Street has been known to... Um, use the whole there's a body been dredged up in the canal before. Well we did a thing didn't we? We did. I'm just going to open this window up because I was, I was, well, as soon as he said it it's like sure they just used that a few years ago there was, an, it, there was a time when somebody went to identify a body that had been dragged out of the canal and it wasn't them and that turned out that that was Jude when he went missing and Mary and Angie had to go and identify the body. That was a really well yeah, done scene because actually. because Mary had to sit outside didn't she and, and Angie went inside yeah. to go and see t- whether this was Jude's body. Yeah and, and I think it, the camera wasn't. lingered on Patty. Yeah and yeah. And, yeah. Very so, good. So I'm just, just going down Coropedia where I've Googled, where I've searched body and canal. So apart from that example, we've also got 2003. Um, the oh. police haul a body out of the canal. Gail goes to identify it. Um, that's probably Richard Hillman there. We've got uh, May 2011. John and Fizz dump Collins' body in the canal. Um, 25th of September 2015. David makes a plan to borrow Nick's van and use it to take Callum's body to the canal and dump it. Uh, 2002 September the police explained to Richard they found a body in the canal matching <laughs> Patricia's description and we know that wasn't Patricia because she had a building on top of her at the time yeah so basically <clears throat> the canal is um, um, swimming with corpses in it Weatherfield basically is um, we got October 2015 um there's been a this is after Callum's been uh, murdered as an unknown body's been pulled out of the well, canal that's they dumped it there isn't it did they dump it there Oh no! No, they no, didn't. It's they, they stuck it right. under the annex. None, none of these. My, the, my point is that they're either characters that are dumping a body in the canal, or they're being told 
a body's been dredged out of the canal at the exact moment that they're wondering where this person is. Yes, this seems October to October 2007, quite a lot. police tell Gail that David's car's been found in the canal and that they're looking for his body. And they say it's weird because normally we just find them straight, mm. o- straight off. October 2015, somebody tells Michelle that um, there's a body that they found in the canal. Um, 2012. 2012, they're shocked to learn that the man's body fitting Peter's description has been found in the canal. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, don't, worry, don't worry about it. I'm just saying it's becoming a bit of an overused trope, and uh, maybe the, the maybe drama stop putting bodies in canals. isn't there anymore. But, but how often do people, I think people end up in the canal quite often. What, in real life? Yeah. What, dead people? No, they're alive when they go in, usually. <laughs> um, well, this is the, the, the story, like the, the, the myth of Fisher, the Manchester Pusher. Yeah. And there's also a series of things called the Smiley Face Murders, which is like a conspiracy theory that there's a serial killer that goes around pushing people into bodies of water. But the real, the real thing is that drunk people around water, bad mix. Mm. Yeah, I was also reading a story today about um, a, a, somebody who went missing in a lake and the um, search and rescue found a body, p- took it out of the lake, went in and said, here you go. And they identified it. And it was somebody that had gone missing 30 years ago. But the corpse was so well preserved in the cold water yeah, that they though. thought it was the sa- it was somebody that literally just went missing. Wow. Well, I'm assuming then that this is not the toddy body. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I I was just a little bit disappointed in this story this week. I'm glad that they shied away, they pulled away from the slapstick that they were going with it last week. But I was a bit disappointed that there weren't very many developments. I want to know why Sean has immediately gone to looking at corpses on the internet. Because the reason that they know that Todd... The reason that they were alerted to Todd's existence in the story was that he sent a letter... Yeah, but there's... there's but the, 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 yeah, but because his bag was found... Next to the canal. And the woman was like, oh, I just found it. Oh. Yeah, so that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Why would you think that just because he's lost his bag, he's dead? If there's a bag next to a canal and you're wondering what's happened to someone, I think it's not, you know, I think it's fairly natural to start thinking, what if he's in the canal? Then that little thought's going to niggle at you. And Paul, as... Whatever we were saying earlier, Sean wasn't looking on there just because he fancied having a look at who's been dragged out of the canal recently. <laughs> he, he was worried, and I think that Anthony's doing a pretty good job of seeming pretty concerned and worried about it. As, I as just is, think it's a bit of a weird leap to go from... Because they still don't know whether he wrote the letter or not. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of clutching at straws at the moment, aren't they? The police aren't helping them, so you know your mind goes to dark places so i i think i I don't think that that's out of the ordinary honestly but as i said i'm still not, not convinced by the cliffhanger um but yeah i i'm i wish that we'd been told a little bit more i still feel about like I'm a bit in the dark about if craig's gonna you know go and do some snooping again and tell people things that he shouldn't be telling them i want to get the full story there i want to know more about what's going on what I do hope... you mean i just I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm just desperate to know where Todd is and I want to be told now. I well, don't want to wait that, months to find I don't think that Craig has, knows any more than he said. No, maybe not. But, Craig, you need to flip and lose your job. I'm, I'm starting to think that the only reason that Craig was made a policeman in Coronation Street was so that they could have somebody who's a shortcut for characters to find out things that they shouldn't really know in real life. But, um... 
It's would the same it, with, it, you know, when they have characters working at the medical centre. It's just a shortcut to finding people's medical records. But is it actually... Are, are you not allowed to give this information out? I don't think so. Is it like... Pri- I don't think it's private, though, is it? I don't think... I, I get the, I got the, the impression is, that Craig was being a bit... And here, also, here's, a, here's an interesting sneaky. point. One of the things that that Todd was doing and the reason he was... Well, the reason he was in trouble with the police was because he ran off with Summer. Yeah. So Billy is the guardian of a, of a person who had a crime committed against them. And so we're supposed to believe that the police found the person who kidnapped Summer, spoke to him and went, do you know what? We can't be bothered. Just go free. And then didn't tell Billy or Summer what had happened. Because yeah. really, this is, a, this is a criminal that's on the run that was on the run, who was, was, as far as they knew, still very much in danger of returning and, and trying to get Summer yeah. back. It would have been, you know, just as a courtesy. Yeah. Get, yeah, get in touch with Billy and say, I know you're living in alarm fear. you, but well, no, he is back no, on the large again. He said he could go and he promised he wouldn't come back again. Yeah, but, but, you know, to say the person, yeah, the person who kidnapped you is now... Mm. Maybe, maybe that's why Todd hasn't come back and he's keeping his distance because he just thinks I, I just might snatch her again. I can't help myself. She's so adorable. <laughs> She's so grown up now. Have you seen her? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, I also thought I was quite um, annoyed at Billy this week. I think that he was honestly being a bit of an ass. That this was taking up so much of his time on his boyfriend's birthday, and this kind of leaks into the next story with Paul and Gemma, but. He could have waited a day to have done his investigating. And I think that Paul was incredibly gracious. Paul is Paul is um, nice in the service of the story, isn't he? Yeah. I, I, I think, it, honestly, it was very, very out of order of Billy. Everybody treated Paul like crap on his birthday. Yeah. Well, let, let's, should we just, should we just yeah. segue into this then? Because I, I'm, I'm not a mega, mega Paul fan, but I did feel sorry for him this week because he had a pretty rotten birthday, didn't he? Until the afternoon. And even then he only got a couple of bowls of crisps. Go on, it's your turn. Oh, sorry. It's my turn, isn't it? So, um, well, Gemma is also having, it seems to be having a bit of a rubbish birthday, although she's chuffed with this toaster that Chesney's got her well Bernie's like that's rubbish Gemma thinks it's great she loves this toaster um Paul is having a lovely morning at first but he's worried about Gemma being depressed because she didn't want to go to this well she didn't want to have a party basically sort of says and everybody kind of implies yeah so Billy says anyway Paul let's go for a walk later I think uh, Paul goes over to number five. Gemma's going to hide all the surprise birthday party stuff because she's plotting on... to do a, to throw a surprise party for him. Well, listen. Previously, he said, "Let's have a karaoke party together and do lots of dancing and singing." And she yeah. says, "No, I don't want to." So it's both their birthdays, and he comes around just to see his bloody sister on the day that, although they had not been close before, <laughs> because he was in prison and all this stuff, well, mm. like the childhood, yeah. you know they. So he comes around to see her and then and then she, they hide everything. Mm. And then he's like, let's go for a walk, you and me, Gemma. And then Bernie's like, no, I'll come with you. Or maybe it was Paul asking Billy to go for a walk earlier. I can't remember. But basically, everybody, everybody's like, oh, no, we don't want to spend time with you because they want to enhance the surprise for later. Yeah. You don't so this need is gonna to be, do this. This is going to be the party of all parties that's, so, so, that's worth all so, of this. Yeah, to make him super, super bummed out so that he can actually be excited by a sausage roll. Yeah, he, 
Um, he he ends up going for a walk with Bernie, doesn't he? And he's like saying, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Gemma at the moment, actually. And Bernie's like, oh, don't worry, she's fine. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to be worried about this. So because? Then, because when he goes back up to the flat later, um, there's Summer with bowls of crisps and Monster Munch and sausage and rolls. And beige party food. Yeah, and, and a big... Um, icingy ring cake. Well, she comes. And he Paul comes up. That's just marvelous. And she's like, "Don't come in, Paul. I'm doing your surprise buffet." I know. And then he comes in and goes, "Wow, what is this? It, this it, is amazing." It was a very lackluster reveal this from was Summer. The dumbest she's just thing like, I've seen for ages. And he, I mean, he's excited by he's it. He's excited by it, but I didn't. I didn't feel the excitement. It felt like, or, I know he wasn't. It felt to me like he was putting on the excitement because he what he was being presented summer. with wasn't the most exciting of birthdays. And this is the presents. other thing that's stupid about this. And maybe that's just me looking down on him. And maybe I mean it. It was it was very nice and kind of them and everything. No, it isn't. It's his birthday. But they, they have put it's on a minimum. party, and not everybody gets a, a nice birthday party. Yeah, but you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. I just thought no. it would be bigger than that. Yes, I, so up. did I. I had it in my mind what I thought it was going to look like, and it was going to look stupid. But at least it was more effort than this. I, I don't understand why this was down to Gemma and Bernie to arrange when he lives in a house with two other adults and a, and a child, and even Summer could have done this by herself. Well, it looked like she had at the end of the day, didn't what it? What exactly did Gemma do to plan this party? <laughs> well, she got the PJ and Duncan CD. That's, that's not even part of this yet, is it, though? No. So far, what has happened in this storyline is, Paul said, should we have a party? And Gemma said, no. Then they've run around going, he doesn't suspect a thing. He's got no idea we're having a party. Chickens then, in the coop. And then everyone keeps going, Gemma, Gemma, this is too expensive. The cost of this is mounting up. I can't believe you want to get normal-sized sausage rolls and not oh, buffet-sized yeah, sausage rolls. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then, she, and then he comes round and they hide everything, which I presume is just those bags of co-op good stuff that they bought, which, I mean, yeah, just put them in the cupboard. Nobody's going to... He's not going to look in there. And then it, they say, no, Paul, we don't want to spend time with you. And then they give the, the bags of food to Summer, who then has to decant them into various bowls. And then to, when he comes in, it's literally him and Summer in the house together. No. And she's like, this is your party. No, it's, this is your party. <laughs> she just, she didn't feel like, no, she, she didn't wasn't. sound like she was feeling this party. I think that's her party. thing, though. I think that's her thing. I think maybe she's you're very right. Cool. She, yeah, she is. She's, and she's, she's like, chill, she knows this she? is a crap party as well. She's like, Yay. <laughs> Uh, this... But tell you what, the real part is out on the street because he looks out that window and there's his sister down there with a with a bag, with a blue bag with a thirty on. So he rushes down there. For... That was we had to wait till Wednesday. That's that a cliffhanger. What's in the bag? Have they actually got a signed PJ and Duncan LP? Yes, they have. He gets it out and then they have a nice song and dance number. So let's get ready to rumble. Um, lovely. I, I hated that. I I yeah I I found it very cringeworthy. So, so basically, and I'm maybe I'm just being a grumpy old man because I did see a lot of people that enjoyed it. And there's always there's always pe- people who enjoy everything on Coronation yeah. Street. There's never anything that's universally disliked. But I did see lots of people liking this, and and great. I don't, I don't, I don't look down on people that like things that I don't. Well, I'm basically, you, but I, uh, it it wasn't my thing. What happened was, Gemma, Paul. Bernie and Summer were all standing in a square together <laughs> on the side of the road. And then she and then Gemma, no, Bernie played P, Let's Get Ready to Rumble by PJ and Duncan, which is still a banging tune to this day. Plays it on her phone. And then Paul and Gemma 
did some kind of synchronised dance to it while Bernie in the background just shuffled around and kind of like tried <laughs> she to... She was getting into it. She bit. was as well. But, but my question is, was this a, a, a dance from the song? Because I don't remember there being a dance to this song. Yeah, I think it was. So this was the actual dance. I think dance. this is the Anton Deck. The thing is that the two actors had to learn this for this scene mm. and I, I don't think it was worth anyone's time even to watch them do I it I thought they did a good job with that I just... they did a good they did a great job but one thing on Coronation Street at the moment is all the actors are completely selling as hard as they can some of really dire storylines like Abby like Sally Carmen selling I am stuck underneath at the, the world's smallest and lightest car engine that's only pinning down a tiny part of my shoulder. Yeah. You had Paul selling, I'm, I could not be more thrilled by this b- bucket of Monster Munch. Mm. And, and then them, they, they, to do that scene, to dance together, knowing that people would, some people would hate it and make fun of them. Again, I take my hat off to them because they they did it and they looked happy. But to me, it felt like I was watching a soulless pair of puppets because I wasn't getting anything out of it. They didn't do anything wrong, but for me, I was watching it and I was just like, what is the future of mankind? Should we just all let coronavirus kill us? If it was characters (laughs) that I cared more about and that I wasn't thinking, especially one half of these has been in the show far too much in the past year and a half, maybe I'd have enjoyed it more. Um, But I do... One of my things that I don't like in any medium is characters suddenly breaking into song and dance. Unless it's like a musical. I was going to say, in a musical. And I'm expecting it. That's fine. But when, you know, sitcoms or, or whatever, how they suddenly have characters just start singing and but that's the that joke. I do that to you sometimes. I, I sometimes I don't do like dance it. to you. That's what they started to do in the Vicar of Dibley in the last few series, which I were rubbish. That that's what Flipping Donkey does on Shrek. And you know what I think about Donkey and Shrek. Do you hate it when I do it to you then? Because I do it quite a lot. No, because no, I just don't like it when they put it in plots of things to be that. That's the joke. Look at these characters; they're having a great time. I think this was their t- this was their this was their attempt to do a socially distanced party that was fun and exciting and looked and made sense. And they did the best they could, but I thought it was stupid. At least they tried to do something. Mm. I just think, do, wouldn't... Oh, forget it. Right. Before we move on... Oh, what? I've just got other things to say about this story. Um, well, we were talking about Billy being an arse earlier, wouldn't he? Because he, he was only able to watch it on the video because he was too busy um, trying to oh, find Oh, yeah, he watched the video. And that was, again, amazing acting. Um, Dan. Dan Brocklebank going... Look at this funny video of you two dancing. Oh, it looks brilliant. He genuinely looked thrilled and, and like he thought it was hilarious. And again, amazing acting. I think it's another one of these things that sometimes they get the actors to do things and they think, wouldn't it be funny if actors were doing this? And, and I always go back to getting Malcolm Hebden to dress up as Batman, which was the, the least funny thing I've ever seen on Coronation Street. But I can imagine that he, when they got the idea together, they thought, this is going to be hilarious because we get to get Malcolm to dress up like this. And I think it was... It was Silly. It was probably funny. Every, everybody them. involved probably had a great time doing it. Yeah. Good, which is great. But it's, it's just not for me. Anyway, Billy, Billy was being a massive ass, and he needs to... Um, 
pull his finger out a bit more. Oh, and we also, we haven't even finished the synopsis of this because we got another scene that I didn't like, which was Gemma going home to Chesney um, and explaining in her long-winded way about how she managed to get PJ and Duncan's autograph, which was she knows Vanessa... And Vanessa works... Does Vanessa work at an antique shop or, or a collectible shop? Vanessa's friend works in a collectible yeah, shop. And then they know someone who knows someone who grooms the dog of Antle Deck. And, and somehow... Six degrees of separation, everyone. Somehow they, they've managed to get them to sign something from, like, the 90s. And it was personalised, wasn't yeah, it? Because it said to Paul. Genuinely, I was expecting it. So in the it space just, of about two days. Yeah, I was gen- genuinely just expecting it to be... A picture of PJ and Duncan signed by Ant and Deck. Yeah. With no, like, with nothing written like to Paul or anything. And it would have saved us the scene where we find out how they got this. Don't but think that wasn't the worst cared. part of the scene. The how. worst part of that scene was the cliche end of scene going, Oh, so where's my present? You know, me sexy present. Where's my present of shagging? Basically. Look, do you not think you got in trouble bad enough the first time with these four children? <laughs> yeah. If there's going to be anything that ever puts you off sex for life, it's having quads. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't en- I don't enjoy it when... No, I hated it, that. They, I thought that was horrible. It, it's a, no. What? I don't hate it as much as you do. If there's <laughs> I characters... Do, I hate it. <laughs> like, I, if it's... When, when, they, when I used to, like, Sally and... Oh, it's such moaning gets today. When they used to have Sally and Tim together, and I really liked them as a couple, when they had Sally leading Tim up to the bedroom or whatever, or when it used cringy. to be their tradition that when there was a wedding, Sally and Tim that. would duck out of it to, for some rubbery Oh, it punky. makes us randy. I, I quite enjoyed that. I thought that was quite funny, but I don't like the idea <laughs> of Chesney well, and Gemma. you're just being... Um... Forming the beast of two backs. Oh, you're just being snobby. It doesn't make me go, oh, bless them. No, it doesn't. It, yeah, that's the thing. I don't ever go, oh, nice they're going to... get a healthier, healthy life. There's never any time at which I watch a couple and go, oh, they're shagging. That's so sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just not, when they kiss, I'm, I'm, I get squicked out. I don't need to you see it. You don't like that, do you? I don't. I just, like, why don't you make her a cup of tea? Now, <laughs> while, I'm, while I was uh, I'm in ranty mode, yes. not only am I annoyed at Billy for ditching his boyfriend to go and look up uh, to try and find Todd this week. To be fair, he didn't know the moves, so let's get ready to rumble. What I also hated was the bracelet scene at yeah, the end. Yeah, me too. This was really offensive. So what happens is, at last, Peter... Not Peter, what am I talking about? Uh, Billy gives... Uh, Peter's... Uh, Paul, isn't he? Paul... What? Peter Rush's Paul. Right. Paul is presented with this bracelet in a box from Billy and he thinks it's brilliant. And I can't remember exactly what they said, but basically Billy says, well, I can't marry you in church, so this bracelet will do. Yeah, I hated this. This was such an affront. Billy was basically saying, can't marry you in church, so we'll just carry on living in sin, I guess. Well, it was also like going... I can't, yeah, I can't marry you in church so we will just never get married because my belief that we're not allowed to get married in church is more important than my commitment to you as ongoing. And it was like the, like the writers thought we were going to go, oh, that's really sweet. It, it isn't at all. Now, one, I didn't, I didn't find it sweet because I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not a massive Billy Paul shipper. Yeah. I think that they've been thrown together because... This is part of the problem when you have a small 
number of gay characters in the street. They they've kind got of have to big, go together, haven't they? They've got quite a lot of gay men on the street at the moment. They've like... just all been out with each other already. <laughs> but no, I, I still think that the age difference is... It doesn't quite work with me, and I know that's just personal taste. But I, I'm not, I'm not really, really buying them as a couple. So when he's like, "I'm, I'm kind of proposing to you," I think again at that point we were supposed to go, "Oh, this is so sweet," but I wasn't I do, because I, I don't, it. I don't feel that we've invested enough in their romance. Billy has just been there because Paul's been through some uh, horrific, you know, twelve months. What with the whole Cal thing, and. Uh, and and Billy seems to have just got together with Paul because he wants to look after him. He wants to protect yeah. him, and he wants to, you know, do his whole vickering shtick. And I don't feel I don't feel the romance between them. So this came out of nowhere. But yeah, the the whole thing of just like he just so basically he what he did was open a massive can of worms, dump them on the floor, and then went look at this gorgeous, amazing sentiment I just mm. like why why bring it up? Yeah, it, it does. You can get married in a church if you're gay. But maybe not if you're a vicar. They just need to go to that church, that, um, that Unitarian church, don't they, in Duckinfield? Because, as we know, they have anyone. I just don't understand how Billy... How does Billy... We've heard lots of stuff about his struggle to be accepted, but I've not heard anything about his own personal belief system about why it is OK for him to represent an organisation that discriminates against people like him. Well, no, they had the story with Todd, didn't they? Because he had to move out of the vicarage because John the Bishop was having none of it. So it it does kind of fit in with his personality, but it feels like it's just... He's like, I, I, yeah, I, I know I... I feel like I'm doing the right thing. But yeah, like you said, he represents a community or a belief system that... Is preventing him from getting married. He said, "It, it, it like just... if marriage is so important to you, you." He did stop being a vicar that time, didn't he? He. I just find it really, fr- really frustrating that this massive, massive kind of hurdle in their relationship and Billy's belief system is just thrown away in in a like a sentence where he's like, and Paul's just supposed to go, "Cool, thanks for this." representation of how little you care about your belief system discriminating against our love mm. yeah it it felt like it needed a bit more bit more than that just throwaway line but like you, maybe you can it'll get, come you can get married in you can't get married in church of england places but you can get married in in places of worship depending on who which denomination and and stuff yeah and i'm I, really and confused about that, it honestly but why bring it if up billy is an anglican vicar then he he can't. And I think he's not going to say, let's just say, you know, he, he's not going to go to a Unitarian church, say necessarily, if that's not his denomination. But I don't understand why if it's so important to him, because he was basically like saying, I would, I'll only get married to you if we get married properly and we can't get married properly, so don't even bother thinking about it. Mm. Um. Anyway, so that it, was that. Because it, oh, it just, the... It just made no sense to open that can of worms. Yeah, they, they didn't need to. For what was supposed to be... Uh, I think the writers thought, oh, we better address the elephant in the room here and explain that they are committed to one another but they can't actually get married because of the the way the church views and obviously Billy's... It just seemed what, such a simplistic way of thinking about it. The church won't allow him to get married and Billy would definitely want to get married but he can't so he'll just give him a bracelet. 
how is that comparable in any way to getting married? Mm. And 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 if I was Paul, I'd be a bit annoyed to be reminded of the fact that Billy is sort of implicit in a in an in a belief system that views gay relationships as lesser than heterosexual relationships. You know why I don't really want them to go down there no, again I don't because want them to they get they did that either. to death. No, no, I don't want them to open up that kind of way necessarily in, in detail because they did it with Todd, didn't they? They had yeah, a but, whole story yeah, that lasted did, a few but months I liked about that. it. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting, and, but um, do I want to see this, it again? No, I don't want to see it again. So why bring it up at all? Why couldn't have Billy just gone, I love living with you. I think you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Here's a bracelet. Yeah, I'd have, I think what I'd have preferred that. What the hell was all of this about... Oh, well, it we... felt like a sly dig at the church. It did really, it really did. And I don't think Billy would ever address that head on. Mm. And and if he did, he would know that just, that having a bracelet doesn't make up for not being married if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And if you really cared about it, you would be protesting and t- writing to bishops and and t- taking on, you know, if I wanted to get married, but I, but I couldn't because of the organisation I worked for, I would be trying to change the organisation's belief systems. Hmm. I just, that, honestly, I just thought this was insulting to the intelligence of the viewers and dig at the church and it made Billy look stupid. Hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, Billy's not come out of this week. Well, he's, he's not going to be my character of the week, spoiler alert. Uh, but I may give character of the week to um, whoever it was, or person of the week, character, behind the scenes, prop maker, whatever, that has undrooped the robot eye mm. in, um, in, 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 in Billy's uh, flat. Because, as you know, I'm a big fan of spotting the robots in the background. We've had, how long has Summer been in the show? What, three years? Sometimes if it's a bit of a dull scene in there, I do like to check out the robots. And that one who's on the table behind the sofa for at least, you know, a year and a half now, that left eye has been drooping, 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 hasn't it? But lockdown has been good for DIY jobs around the house and somebody has... Fixed it. Has fixed it. So it, they didn't make a big fanfare out of it, but whoever it was behind well the done. scenes at Corrie that did You're that... You're the character of the week. I've noticed that. I appreciate you because that's been niggling me for a very long time. Um, remember when Summer's personality was she likes robots? Mm. What happened to that? I'm really surprised that she, she didn't... Should, she should have made her some kind of robotic, you know, have it... She should have built, like, a service robot that that um, brings the, the surprise party. Or he comes in and then a robot comes along the floor. Here it is, y'all. Yeah, but don't forget popcorn. that that Summer's idea of building a robot was to build a that's statue true. of a robot. It didn't have robotics Not actually any it. kind of robotic true, mechanisms inside of it. I am. I think it would be would have been a cool storyline to have had Summer using drones to deliver things from shops to people because I think that if she's supposed to be into robotics, that would have been a cool thing to have explored because it would be very very easy to deliver things by drone in the vicinity of three streets mm. when you can look out your window and do it. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. It would have been good. Finally, before we move on again. Yeah. What are we moaning about next? I can't remember what story's coming up next. We've been, we were talking recently or last week about surprise per- parties <laughs> and everything and who You're would do a surprise out, birthday party. I am calling you out because I have remembered <laughs> that I also had a surprise thing for my 30th birthday party and it was even better than Paul's surprise 30th birthday party. And this was, you might remember if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, but on my 30th birthday, Gemma organised something secret behind my I back. I can't remember if it was my idea or if it was Sarah's idea. I don't remember. But 
at the end of the school on my 30th it birthday, must have been Sarah's I birthday. was like, I've, I've, got, I've got to go home. Gemma, you, you for whatever reason, said you, we've got to come home. We've we had birthday tea or whatever. And, and then Sarah, who's one of my colleagues at school, was like, no, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you somewhere su- surprised. you gotta, you got to get in the car. And I was like, no, honestly, Gemma's going to get really mad. <laughs> no, you're lying. Like, you, honestly, Gemma says, I've got to be home. So <laughs> Sarah got me in the car. And I was like, okay, I'll just really, really quickly. And she took me down the road. We went to this newly opened ice cream place, um, which was brilliant. But I was like, thanks, guys. And, and there were some of my other uh, teaching colleagues and everything were there as well. I'm like, this is really, really lovely. And then Gemma shows up. I don't, it must, you I don't had think it was conspired my with my colleagues at school idea. to give me a lovely 30th birthday surprise at the ice cream place. That's how you but do it. But the thing is, though, that wasn't your only p- surprise, was it? Or, or that, that wasn't, wasn't my main birthday. That thing. wasn't your only birthday party. No. So that's why that was okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that, but yeah, that was. And nobody I just went. Was... And nobody went to you, Michael. You can never eat ice cream again. I've just had a phone call from the doctor, and he says you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> and also, um, sorry, but your cat died. Yeah, there was no soap. And then you got there, there, and the cat was there as well, going meow. <laughs> that's true my i hadn't been made to have an awful birthday until that point right let's get on with the one that i'm maybe a bit more interested in this week i'm intrigued are we going to talk about our theories have we got theories i don't know well go on you right. t- what's going so on, on with johnny johnny's, johnny's come back hooray but johnny's not there and Quarantine he hasn't told anybody he, he hasn't, hasn't told anyone he's coming back yeah so he just arrives johnny's not there I can't remember. Oh, Peter's there. Mm. And he's like, ooh, um, how's everything been? That was another thing that made me annoyed watching Monday's episode, the fact that Jenny wasn't there. And I've talked lots on the podcast before about Jenny and Johnny never seem to ever have scenes together. And just literally his first scene back after five months, Jenny isn't there. It's just I also don't understand it? why they had to make it that he didn't know, that nobody knew he was coming back and he didn't bother telling anyone he was coming home. I'd have preferred... I, you know, I don't see the... What was the point? I, I can understand the point, the point of, of the viewer not knowing until he arrives that he was coming back because it's surprising and interesting. But why did nobody else know that he was... What logical reason did he have to not tell people that he was coming home? They do this quite a lot in coronation. They, they do. They, they go, do have people oh, I, just I thought you back. were coming next week. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care when they thought he was coming back. What am I supposed to get out of this? It's not more interesting... When people come back, I mean, what what's the dilemma here? She's only got four fish fingers, and now they can only have two each or something. Yeah. What's the point of this? Yeah, any normal point? person would have said, right, I'm coming back now, put the kettle on, make me a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the ferry port. Can you make sure I've got a hot dinner waiting for me? Or do you want, any, do you want a Toblerone or something? <laughs> I mean, that's rude, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? He's come back from France, and we're not in the EU for very much longer. He should have been, had a, a trunk full of... Hang on a minute, we're not in the EU at all, are we? Are we still in it? I've yeah, lost track of not, what's going we're not on. Out of it, yeah. Are we not? But we are. I thought. We're... I don't understand. I don't. I don't want to make myself look ignorant of this. We're not. We haven't left officially. I okay. don't think, but we are going to. Okay. Anyway, I so don't Johnny's know. back, everybody. And he hasn't told anybody, but don't mind that. And also, Johnny wants to know where is Scott gone. And Peter says he's renting round the corner. And Johnny mentions they were friends, but now they're not friends anymore. Mm of that horrible surprise party that Scott <laughs> organised for him. On Wednesday, Jenny comes back and she is surprised to see Johnny and also really mad at him. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, I just was out of sorts and couldn't come back. And she's she's just like, well, 
you know, you do, why did you stay so long? Why don't you come back? Uh, he he won't admit why. He's very really. evasive, isn't he? And he she says you're sleeping in the spare room, and then Peter and Carla overhear them shouting at each other, which I thought was quite funny because they really were. They were going right hammer and tongs at each other off screen. I wondered they? whether that was recording of them shouting at each other. <laughs> whether they were just standing off there. On Friday, um, Johnny's trying to suck up to Jenny and like, oh, I'll make you... Morning. How are you? Just sleep on right. English. Yeah, yeah, I'll make you so brunch. This reminded me of what happens when Gemma and I have arguments sometimes. Because I know you're not supposed to go to bed in an argument, but sometimes, if Gemma's like proper mad at me... <laughs> what? Did when, then yeah. I end up going to bed... And then, uh, and, and you're moody with me. And then the next morning, nice. I'll act all nice and normal. It's like, hi, what you coming to? Oh, how's your day going? Uh, like sometimes I might have seen you after school the next day. It's like, how's your day been today? And I just try to avoid it happening. <laughs> and then you like, and you then you bite my head off. It's like the issue so has not been resolved. Can you can you see where he's going wrong now? No, I think it's a good tactic. <laughs> she doesn't work though. Does it's it? never ever worked on me. <laughs> But one, I, I live you, in hope for me. But I, I live in hope that one day, if we have an argument and then I just act all normal, maybe you'll have forgotten. We'll see, won't we? <laughs> um, yeah, Jenny's not impressed, and she goes off to get a haircut, and she comes out of the salon and sees Scott there just walking along, and says, "Oh, Johnny's back, but we're having an argument." And then Scott says, "Oh, I'll talk to Johnny because we used to be friends, and you need to stand up for your relationship." And he gives her all this flannel about. Oh, you can tell when a relationship is important, and I I know you guys are great together. And she's yeah. like, "You haven't ever seen us together. What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I just know. You just know these things." I thought that was very weird. I think that Scott just wanted a chance to speak, speak to, to Johnny, Johnny yeah. without him avoiding it. Yeah. Um. So Jenny then is inspired by speaking to Scott to to fight for for her relationship. So she talks to Johnny to try and find out what is going on with him and why he's been so weird and why he's been hiding in France and why he didn't come back with her. And he won't really... He's just like, I'm just dealing with loads of stuff right now. He should, like you said, he should have just gone, I was just thinking about Aiden and that would have been her cue to shut right up immediately. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, they both admit that they're important to each other, so they don't really... They just kind of draw a line under it, I guess, have they? I don't know. Scott comes into the pub, pub and he's, Johnny is not happy to hear that Jenny's been talking to him about their fight. And then Scott says, I want to talk to you in the back. So he and Scott and Johnny go to have a conversation. And this is when it all looks like it's about to come out. I really think... Oh. I kind of so, wish that they'd said it as no. a cliffhanger. Scott says, what's going on? And what what did you think when you first saw me after all that time? And then... Because I've been on a diet and I've lost weight, did you notice? Did you notice how <laughs> great I'm looking with my hair? And I haven't even dyed it. <laughs> I look great. Anyway, he says, after what we did, pound for penny, your first, first thought was, how did that lunatic hunt me down? Mm. So, and that's that's what we've got left with here. And now we're going to find out. Surely they, we're going to have a discussion say about what it is that they, what they, what they share, what secret they share together. And I honestly still don't know. I don't know whether it's been, you know, released to the public because every Tuesday that's when the spoilers for next week come out. Right. Um, and I don't know whether Coronation Street has kept this a surprise. 
I, th- I think they should have done because this has been a mystery for a very long time now and it's not one of these mysteries that we're like well everybody's guessed it's obviously blah 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 nobody no, that we really haven't been confusing. given enough information to say well it's obviously this i no. i really don't know and we, we still didn't get a whole lot more today it's it felt to me that whatever it is that they've done it was so they've done something was, so that's a clue they've isn't done it? something and it felt to me that scott was the main one that did it because he said yeah he said how did that lunatic hunt me down so it makes me yeah it makes me feel that johnny oh, at some point in do? the past has been dragged along in some kind of nefarious plot that, that running Scott... into people's sisters and killing them in car crashes well uh, i hope this doesn't turn into another billy susan barlow retcon yeah like i mean when he says what we did because before this we were like they are they related in some manner or is there something to do with scott having an affair or johnny had an affair with with scott's wife or scott had an affair with johnny's wife or some kind of like romantic entanglement yeah like did they used to be did they used to be gay that was that would be a very coronation street thing to do at the moment wouldn't it just wreck on in somebody's sexuality yeah it wasn't that it they, can't be that because they're too, they're, 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 they're too old to have had that dalliance and not batted an eyelash about it or thought about it since i can Almost by them trying to say that Tracy would do something like that. But I, I think that it the the way that they're talking to each other, it makes me feel like they have got up to some criminal act. Oh, you reckon it's a crime? That's where I'm leaning at Robbed the moment. Robbed a bank. Robbed a bank. Yeah, and and they've been able to keep it hidden for twenty years. It, but but it could it could maybe it was fraud. Maybe. It, I they hope both it, look like. I hope whatever it is, when they reveal it, I go, ooh. Ooh, how exciting. And I don't just go, oh, it was that. And it, if it's something. It used to be loan sharks. I definitely don't want it to be anything along the lines of so and so is actually so and so's insert relative here. Because Car- it, there's still something with Carla, isn't there? Because do you remember Scott yeah, was the one that. Say? I don't remember, but Scott was the one that ended up beating up those two scallies that came after Carla. And people at the time were thinking, oh, is Scott really Carla's actual dad? And that was like, I really, really hope not. No, because they Carla had a DNA f- test. Oh, yeah, they had a DNA test that proved it was Johnny. And, and already we've had the reveal of Carla's dad isn't who she thinks it is. So if, if it is just some kind of family How issue with a load of characters that we don't really know who they are, we've never met Johnny's. Uh, yeah. partners or anything that would be a bit less interesting I, I want them to have I think how I do I want them to crime? have had a crime how could it be a crime that involves a child Carla who has no memory I don't know what crime would they have committed that would make Scott ultra protective of Carla or is that just a red herring and we're just supposed to go oh well if they were really close enough to commit crimes with each other then he would have been fond of Carla enough to beat somebody up Maybe. and the fact also the fact that Scott is willing to immediately go to violence to solve a problem makes me think it's not something like fraud or some kind of white collar crime and it's going to be something really and the fact that he used the word lunatic yeah so I has has lunatic oh has I like that Scott word. killed somebody and Johnny's had to keep quiet about it all these years uh, I don't want it to be anything to do with his ex-wife who got run down by a car because they already on that when they said the reason they didn't see the car was because he had an daisy disease <laughs> yeah I because I, I I up until this point I've not really been that 
that gripped by the Scott story, but just that final scene today, oh, it it sparked something. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm kind of today's ah, episode was a lot playing better. Scott was he's quite. He's quite intriguing. Because he really does have a look about him. Like he could flip. go, yeah, he could be a psychopath. Yes. And I hadn't got that from him until today. Yeah. Lunatic. So I hope we're going to see some um, some of that side. I of love him. the word I, lunatic. I, I really, I really hope that fairly early on in Monday's episode we find out what it is and and I'm excited by it. My favourite use of the word lunatic is when somebody's dad shouts it out of the window when they're driving at somebody else. <laughs> There's lots of lunatics that like to drive badly, aren't there? What? Yes, you think I'm a bad driver? Is that what you're what? talking about? No. Oh, I thought you were just make, making a slight dig there. Yes, there are. As long as they don't... I'm making a as joke as about the fact that people that drive badly are always called lunatics. <laughs> Not a very good joke now, though, is it? As long as they... Look, the, 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 least, the, the thing that I most don't want it to be is any kind of retcon. I don't want it, we were talking earlier, I don't want it to be something like they're responsible for the death of Jenny's child. They were the one that drowned Tom in the paddling pool. Yeah, they're the one that made the paddling pool not up to EU standards so that it accidentally drowns children. Yeah, I don't want anything like that. I just, and I hope whatever it is, it fits in with Johnny's character because he's been on the show for, what, four and a half years or so now. It's it's got to fit in. It's I I don't want it to go. I don't want to go. No, Johnny wouldn't do that. I reckon I reckon a robbery with some kind of violence. Yeah. Attached to it, wasn't there somebody who burgled somebody and they had a heart attack and died? Well, that was Gemma and Paul, wasn't it? Paul, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not have that then, because that's already been done recently. I mean, Johnny's been in the rag trade a long time, but I wonder whether some of the money that he had, maybe he bought his first. First business with the ill-gotten gains from some criminal enterprise. So whatever it is that they did, they hadn't. They have not been caught for it yet. No. And what do I mean? They maybe they have, maybe they maybe haven't. they haven't. They've served their time. But what, but but Carla knows. But no, Aidan and Kate would have said something. Yeah, they would so, have remembered. Yeah. yeah. I one thing I was thinking stealing from orphans. One thing I was thinking during this is I hope it's not leading to an exit for Johnny. He's been very very underused in these past few years, and if if they were to you know be getting rid of Johnny, it wouldn't make huge changes to the way the show has been. And I, sadly to say, because I do like Johnny, I think that he and Jenny have got fantastic um chemistry i mean that that scene with jenny and johnny when they were having the reconciliation chat and and she was saying oh you're the most important thing in my life or i love you more than anything whatever it is they said i totally bought that i think that those two actors have got a spark together so it'd be gutting to me if this leads to them splitting up what i can sadly foresee in the future is more jenny shouting at johnny because well, when she finds out he's murdered all those kittens, she's not going to be happy about it, is she? I think that he's going to be keeping the secret from her, and I'll be like, no, you got to tell her because she's just going to get madder and madder, and she's going to suspect him. I, I, well, it she's feels... going to be mad as well, because she, th- as soon as she finds out that he's been keeping a secret, yeah. and that's why he wouldn't come back from France, that, I mean, that's lies. He's been lying to this yeah, she's this whole been, time. He, she's been li- he's been lying to her him. and keeping something quite yeah. big about his past. Yeah. And she's she's opened up to him. She's hasn't she? She's been very honest and told him about everything. She's she told him about well. She's the, been incredibly the, the baby vulnerable. dangling incident. Yeah, yeah. She she's she was at her lowest ebb, wasn't she? Yeah. 
when she kind of shacked up with Johnny. Yeah. And Johnny's always given the impression of being the big I am. Mm. So she'll probably be a bit like, you, you know, you treat, you, you know, I always felt inferior to you in this relationship and like you were saving me, but it was the other way around because you were a criminal who, who um, drove a train into that hospital <laughs> for one-eyed puppies. This feels... And so you're, I'm morally superior to you because I've never done that. This, this story has got the potential for some really, really fantastic scenes yeah, and they between really, yeah, Johnny and Jenny exciting. and between Johnny and Scott as well. I don't really yeah, need Scott... Peter and Carla to be involved, but no, I think they know. probably will be. Um, They've got their own problems. But yeah, it, I can't it's... see it being improved by Peter and Carla and no. being involved because all that's going to happen is Carla will fold her arms and go, "I can't believe it, Dad. Why? How? Why? This is so disappointing." And Peter will be like, "Does anybody want to drink or take drugs? Because I can help you not do that." I mean, it could get Jenny could go back on the booze, couldn't she? Well, you know, there's she no Liz around the whole to run list. over this there is, time. There is no Liz around at the moment, no. Yeah, I think this has got the potential. Is, this, is it feeling like, you know, a an A story, a big story to you, or, or a side story? It feels significant, but I don't think this is going to be a big, big year-long. No, but I, I'm kind of, you know, never really sure what the they big stories do, though, are. Because, because these are, this is a big, exciting group of characters. Yeah, the, the Ollie Wobbles story felt like it should be, you know, the main story. And we almost get something from that story every week. Yeah. But it's not played out like that. And part of it is because they can't have Ollie on the screen, I guess. But I, I was honestly expecting to have, by this point in the year, seen an awful lot more of what's going on with Leanne, Peter, Toya, Imran, Steve, Tracy. There's enough characters in there that they can be rotated around and everything and get a lot there, but it's not much is going on there. Um, And the same with, I suppose the same with this Todd story as well. I thought when it first started, I thought it was going to go one way and it was going to be a bit more serious and and dark and it's it's not... What's more dark than Sean looking at dead bodies on the internet? Oh yeah, okay, fine. Um, So yeah, I... I, I hope this is a big story. I've... I bet you Sean used to go on Rotten.com back in the day. Really? What's that? Well, they used to have horrible dead body pictures. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited by this. Please, 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 Cory, don't let me down because it's not been a great couple they're, of they're weeks They're really not Corrie. good at sustaining, at sustaining big stories at the moment, are they? No. And, and interrupting them too with sort of feeble feeble comedy stuff which isn't working yeah come on let's let's do this Corey. let's make this a great story please the next story is about daniel and every single sentence begins in your write-up with the word daniel it does doesn't it apart from, from the, the last final one. one daniel phones nikki daniel phones nikki daniel's talking to cherry daniel leaves a message for nikki that's basically daniel's distracted at work daniel wants to see nikki daniel goes to the bistro and then he sees Nikki. <laughs> He's basically just pestering Nikki all week. He's become this... a sex pest. Yeah. On Monday, he phones her up. She says she's busy. Why don't you talk to my friend? He phones her friend up and says, Cherry. Do you know what Nikki does for me? And she's like, yeah, great. And basically, she didn't get that what Nikki does for him is look interested. Because <laughs> on Wednesday, she t- he talks to her about Bertie. And I know it's difficult to be enthusiastic about other people's children, 
But when you're being paid to, I think most of us, especially if we call ourselves professionals, would be able to muster. Yeah, I'd have thought that she'd be an expert at faking it. I know, she, apparently she can only do orgasms, she can't do <laughs> conversation. So, so she's just there going, yeah, right, great, brilliant. Because Daniel's going, you know what, Bertie's such a remarkable human being that he can see beauty in a crisp packet. And Cheryl's like, wow, that sounds amazing. And then he says, this isn't, this isn't working. He says, you're lovely, you're just not her. And we don't know whether he means her is in Sinead or her is in Nikki. Well, he looks at a photo of him and Sinead, well, it's mostly Sinead on the mantelpiece as he's saying it. And it did make me wonder there, yeah, is he saying, yeah, you're not, you're not Sinead? And if that was the case, was there, a, yeah, was there a moment of realisation of... I've yeah, just realized, of them I've just are... realised that, that Nicky's not Sinead either, and that would have been quite a breakthrough moment. But then he but would then... have had to have admitted that he had feelings for Nicky as Nicky. Yeah, and it would we have also it would that. have followed yeah. on with him not badgering Nicky, which is what he's doing on yeah. Friday. Yeah, so he then leaves a message on Nicky's answer phone. And on Friday, he's, tr- he's doing work at the solicitor's office because Adam said he would hire him, and now he has... And he's distracted. He keeps phoning Nicky, getting the answer phone, looking at his phone. Um, when Adam comes back, he says, I'm going off to meet my friends. And Adam says, sorry, Daniel says, I'm going off to meet my friends. And Adam says, no, you're not. You've got a job. Hey, that, they, they, all those Nicky, that Nicky money doesn't come well, from no, nowhere. Exactly. Well, we he find should out be working every minute of the day. Every minute he's not with Nicky, he should be earning money to be with Nicky. Yeah. He should become a cam boy. Oh, well, I don't know. That's probably how she does a lot of her money during the... Probably. But she's she's in trouble, we know, because she needs the money, doesn't she? Mm. And it makes me wonder if that's related to her when she was in the hotel being like, oh, I can't... You can't come here. I've got to come to you. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She can't afford the hotel rooms anymore or something. Anyway, so, so Adam says, no, you're not going anywhere, sunshine. You've got a job now. You've got to work. But I'll treat you to lunch. Um, and if you go and get it. You go get it, we'll have pulled pork and mash from the bistro. So Daniel goes over there and sits around moping about in the in in the restaurant while Ray takes his time signing some paperwork from who's that's been given to him by this man who is moaning on about how he's got somewhere to go and he's he wants Ray to and hurry up. He says up. I've got my date in the got car. Got my date in the car. And then got... what does Ray Ray say? Um, are you worried that uh, the her guy a uh, guide dog's going to overheat in the car? Isn't it? It's really funny. <laughs> I like Ray today. Yeah, he was great. He was. <laughs> this is the thing. Sometimes antagonists on Corey can be more exciting than the other characters because they can. They're kind of like the battle axe characters, where they can they don't care what what people think. They just say what they what they want to say. I've not been huge fans of Ray or Scott up until this point. I've been like. They're okay. They they do a job, but they're not that exciting to me. But both of the characters today, I was like, yeah, yeah pretty quite, good writing quite funny, for, for both good of them, ri- yeah, and really good, good um, performances as well. Because yeah. Ray was just uh, Ray was actually quite likable because he was laughing at at this guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he goes off to was it water the, the water a pirate? What did you say? Oh, I, I wrote it down because um, I was thinking I might score this week's out of splashed pirates. Splash he, the pirate. He was going to go and splash the pirate. Yeah, that's what we say. Uh, <laughs> um, and Ray goes off to check to see how long the food's going to be, and then and then um, oh no, before that. No, it's after that. Then Nikki comes in. 
don't really? don't read what my notes say. Just remember what happened, which was that Daniel's come in, and then. Nikki is. Oh point. no, Nikki has come in. Yeah, Nikki comes in and well, they no, kind of give each there. other the eye, don't they? And she's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And then it becomes apparent that he's bought this. He's bought Nikki's time for his five hundred pounds, five hundred quid, and so. Daniel, when they, everyone comes back to the room, Daniel is still harassing Nikki and saying, whatever you, whatever he's paying you, I'll pay double. I, I just need to see you. And she's like, leave me alone. Stop being so creepy and weird. And and this man's embarrassed because now Ray, Ray's like, oh, I see. When you said you were in hospitality, I know exactly what you meant now. Yeah, because he'd, he'd recognised Nikki from when she used to loiter around his hotel. Yeah, and, and this man has obviously only hired Nikki to make himself look good, but now he, everybody knows that he's hired her. Mm, it's, he's it's embarrassed. Not, not worked now out at all. So he gets embarrassed and leaves, and Nikki's running after him going... Give me my money. I've got bills to pay. You promised you'd give me five hundred pounds, and Daniel's I wore like these, these pokey selectors for you. I these stupid shoes for you, and Daniel's probably thinking, "I hope she doesn't remember I said I'd pay double because that's a grand." <laughs> I did he say double? I thought he just said I'd match it. No, I thought he said he'd pay double. I don't so remember. she comes running out. He everyone's outside now, and then Nikki gets mad and throws her shoe at this man. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> and then the police arrive. Because they just happen because to be passing. Because they're patrolling, obviously. I thought it was going to be Officer Tinker that pops out, but no. No, I thought it would be as well, but it wasn't. Police so. with mask. And then that's the end of the scene and the end of the episode. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know where that's going to go particularly. What Are the police... The police aren't going to do anything, Nobody's done anything wrong yet, really. Well, she threw a She's shoe thrown at a him. shoe at him. Um, say, and if he says, look, I want her to be done for assault or something, I'm sure the police would go... <sighs> No, I'm sure the police would try and talk everybody down because they they really don't want this kind of stuff to escalate, do they? Mm. Like we don't need to, you don't need to take her to court because she throws a shoe at you. You don't, you don't get your money. You don't have to pay her. You go, everyone leave, and let's just not do it. Let's not shout at people in the street. Yeah, it feels like it could just be um, diffused very quickly, and then. Daniel can take Nikki away and, and, she will, and she'll, she'll say, well, oh, Daniel, I suppose I better come and chat with you now then. Daniel, I'm so sorry. I, and then she'll open up to she'll, him. Yeah, she'll go like, life's been really tough because of COVID and I have all my, my normal... What? But the thing, that's the thing, like, if she's really so hard up that she's desperate for money, why doesn't she just, te- just fleece Daniel? She's just fleecing him. What, more than normal? He probably would, wouldn't he? He'd probably pay for it. Well, if she's, like, she is a bit cold-hearted because she can see that he is mentally not well mm. and she's still taking his money and give, and trying to fob him off because she but, feels guilty. If she feels guilty, she knows she's doing something wrong, but she doesn't feel so guilty that she's not going to uh, um, tell him to go and date her friend. Well, yeah, she, she's she's trying to distance herself from him now, isn't she? Yeah, because she thinks he's weird. And honestly, shouting at her in the middle of a bistro is not making him look... He looks utterly deranged, doesn't he? He's desperate and really needy. Really, sadly desperate, yeah. And off-putting, incredibly off-putting. Because honestly, if you're Nicky, you've probably seen some very, very unsavoury, dodgy behaviour. And the way Daniel's acting and begging for attention... I honestly, if I was Nikki, I would be afraid to be alone in a room with him. I know, if Because he... what is he going to do? He might, like, rape you. He might try to kill you. Yeah, if if she was starting to develop any feelings for him, like, 
She she needs to take a look and think. No, I don't think. It's... No, I think this has gone weird now. Yeah, I'm still I'm still quite interested in the story. I was a bit disappointed we didn't get to see more of this because it this did feel a quite bit interesting. felt a bit repetitive with the phoning and the answer phoning and everything. But it feels like yeah, it, we I, I'm kind of hoping that early on in Monday's episode we get a Nikki opens up to Daniel's scene. But I can't because see we what... still I still don't feel we know her yet. Yeah, but I don't like her still, and I. I don't but know. But I, I, I want. That's why I want to what hear from her. What can she say that's going to make me go? Oh, great! She can just get out a sub story. And I don't understand. Also, how can she be hard up if she's charging five hundred quid for an afternoon? I know. <laughs> I mean, she's not. I'm assuming. I don't want to. She's got very expensive tastes. But I, I'm assuming that she's not paying a third of that in taxes. <laughs> and I don't think she's got a pension plan either, but I could just be maligning the woman. She likes her Gucci Gucci and she's got a habit to You can buy a lot of Gucci feed. Gucci for 500 quid. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that story is, again, like the Johnny one, both of those two stories, this is the thing, have really got the potential to be to carry on being even more interesting on Monday. So does a Todd's one, to be honest. Don't let me down, Curry, come on. Um, and it looks like we're going to start to see a bit more of the, the Yasmin story as well, because we saw a little bit of this earlier. Yasmin's had her operation. Um, Alia gloats to Jeff about it, that Yasmin is now back and stronger than ever, or she's she's back the way that she used to be, and she's going to get out, and she's going to kick your ass, basically. I think that Alia thinks that, that Yasmin's been given, like, a bionic heart, also like a robot body. Maybe. And, um, and, and then uh, Jeff does some angry hoovering. Oh, he gets mad at his vacuum because he keeps pulling it out of the wall. Yeah, because he hasn't unraveled it properly. He all this yeah. time that Yasm- he's been making Yasmin do all the cleaning. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't know, know how, how to, to do, do it. it himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that when we see Yasmin again, she will be back to normal? And is that okay? Will we have been cheated seeing her? You know, getting back to normal. If what she's do you want to see? Like a old... montage of her playing tennis. No, I just it feels like uh, we deserve to see her. Recovery, but what she? But the plot can't progress while she's recovering. It's not. It's not like a sports movie where she's training, is it? It's literally going to be a series of conversations where she says to to Alia, "Oh, I'm. I feel twenty percent better, and now I feel thirty percent." You know. Mm. I still, I still think though she's going to have another wobble. She, she may well be, well, you know, in fighting spirits when we see her next. But I think that you know, get her on the stand or or whatever, and. Uh, she could well crumble, but I'm I'm looking forward to the smile being wiped off Jeff's face eventually. Still, well, the the plot's not going to go much further until Elaine is uh, found. Yeah, there's still the mystery of that and that address that Tim flew, threw away. Still not been no, mentioned. and I would have thought the bins would have been collected. They've got to have been by now, haven't they? Even though it's maybe only been you know four days worth of uh, plot time. I don't know how long we're supposed to think has passed. Yeah, so. Happy to see this story, but that they are treading water with it a bit. But I, I want to see this new rejuvenated Jasmine soon, please. So me too. We have had a big old moan about today's curry, and I'm sure people have been very sick of us moaning because I probably would have been at this point. Um, but we do it out of love, and. To those of you who really did enjoy this week, I am so so pleased for you because I even when I hate something, I still enjoy. Knowing oh. that people are enjoying it as well, and I maybe get a little bit jealous, but I don't begrudge you it is, enjoying it. It is a it often is a question that haunts me. When I think, what is the what is the reason that I didn't like this, but I liked that? You know what? 
it was it was it bad or was I in a bad mood or yeah was I not in the right place to enjoy this or or what was it because this week I was not in a bad mood before watching Corey I because I, I, I got... thought about that I thought was that, has this just been a funny week for me like, no I was willing to give it a shot and it just it fell flat I got I got a bit annoyed it at really Billy did. for being a bit of an ass I didn't like the let's get ready to rumble no um I don't want another drug story or an affair storyline and that's and, and what are they doing to my dear Abby um the 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 Todd one is throwing up. It's not giving me enough answers quickly enough. Yeah, there, there was just that there were a number of things that just didn't work for me. So I, I'm just going to go straight in there, and I'm not going to score this out of Splash Pirates now. Oh. I'm going to give this two uninterested sex workers out of five, and it would have been in the ones if it wasn't for today. I'm not saying that today's episode was you know brilliant. But it was it was okay. It was and an average. Has, it felt like an average episode. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. And but it honestly, before today's episode, I was thinking this could be my lowest score. I just don't, week. I could have given it a one and a half. Yeah, I just don't think we really have articulated what exactly was so bad about the first two episodes. And looking back on the plot, when you read out what happened, there's nothing really that stands out to me as 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 offensively bad but just something about it like I said before it kind of felt soulless and it, it was it was Johnny getting back and Jenny not being there it was Paul's rubbish birthday surprise it was the the dancing it was Summer's um lacklustre reveal of the birthday surprise it was, it was the more, convoluted... more drugs it was the cliffhanger on Monday where Johnny finds Peter and Abby out in the ginnel and is and they make a cliffhanger out of that even though in it, really it'd be fairly unremarkable to find them out there it was I just honestly do think that the convoluted birthday thing with Gemma and Paul was such rubbish it just it really made everything worse because it made no sense it felt like a desperate quick rewrite of something that they wanted it's like they they had a good idea of what they wanted and then they couldn't do it so they kept bits of it but it didn't work just didn't work yeah and i think coronation street is in a bad place at the moment of compromising ideas because of covid instead of thinking of something different this or or coming up with a more creative way of overcoming that problem because having a socially distanced wedding was silly having having this party it was silly because you could tell they wanted to have it inside with everybody dancing to let's get ready to rumble but they they couldn't and it and it also becomes confusing because Gemma couldn't have gone round Paul's house to have a party with him because of covid but they could have danced they could dance in the street so that's what they did but 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 Bernie lives with Gemma and Summer lives with Paul so they've mixed up real life and on show social distancing to just make everything look really really weird and i know they're doing the best they can but i honestly think that that it's not working out i i think generally the socially distance thing i think is they're fine. trying I to save yeah i know but i think they're fine. trying i think they're trying to save stories that they already had planned that they can't do properly because of covid and i think that they should not do some of the stuff that they had planned and just accept that it can't be done oh, i'm sure that there have been things that have been dropped the thing is that Gemma still does have a big fan base out there. If you look at Facebook, if you look at Twitter, there are an awful lot of people that... You can't judge anything from social media. That, That's that find her hilarious. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying you can't... Like, you would also think that everyone hates Gemma from looking at social media. 
Yeah, it depends where you look, doesn't it? It does. So for those people, they probably loved it. And, and if I if I was in charge of a show and I, and I saw though, that this character's got a big fan base, then yeah, give her a happy birthday. I don't birthday. want to hate Gemma. She, I used to really like her and think she was great. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to give this week two boxing birthdays because that did make me laugh. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I've never thought of this before. Birthday Eve. Birthday, birthday, boxing birthday. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a boxing birthday before. But no, but that's a great idea. You got that's because you got the whole month. I've got birthday. You don't birthday need a boxing month. birthday. No, that would be just even more. You got like an 11. advent of birthday and yeah, right. That character was, of the week. Oh yeah, character of the week. Oh. Difficult to 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 select somebody. Maybe Scott <laughs> for, for being a dark horse and actually being interesting. Hmm. I. I honestly can't give it to anyone in the Abbey story. Can't give it to anyone in the Todd story. Can't give it to anyone in the Gem. Can't be Scott because he's only had two scenes. I mean, Daniel was interesting, but he is being a creepy, creepy weirdo, and I know he's going through grief, and that's bad. But he he is, isn't he? Um, Alia still gets on my nerves a little bit, even though I know she's she's right. Yasmin wasn't in it. Jeff was molesting. I am going to give it. I am going to give it to Miss Jennifer Connor because I think that she was right to give uh, to give Johnny what for and keep going on at him and not giving him an easy ride for coming back and saying, oh, well, I'm back now. Oh, so you she admit stood... that she was in the right to be in a miffy mood with him and not accepting his piece in of this case, of, uh, of In brunch. this case, yes, but I've never done anything like Johnny's done. So <laughs> you've, ne- uh, you've stayed in France for longer than Johnny has. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to give it to Jenna. You lived in France for a year. <laughs> and there was that time that I didn't come back for your 21st birthday because I was living in France. But yeah, let's not let's go not there. talk about that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Jenny just because I like Jenny. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Scott because I, I like the fact that he describes himself as a lunatic. I think it takes a great deal of self-confidence to to do that. And I hope he does, turns into a really scary villain. Yeah. The fact he called himself a lunatic it makes me wonder... Because before this, we thought Johnny was in France because he was ashamed of what he'd done. Mm. Could it be he's actually terrified of, of Scott? Well, yeah, maybe. That makes me a lot more excited about what Scott's going to get up to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, we've ended on a high. We've ended on yeah. a high, haven't we? That's, that's Still only gets two out of five. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Let's, let's not be let's too hope for, Let's hope for positivity next week. And uh, let's move on to the cabin. <laughs> Kevin time and unfortunately we're going to start out with some really sad news because on social media this week Sarah Harding who played Joni in Corrie announced that she has advanced stage breast cancer which has spread to other parts of her body which is obviously very serious and we wish her the best of luck in fighting it because this is very obviously this is what your well yeah this is this is what my mum had I, I felt really bad this, uh, was, a horrib- this was a this, massive this, this shock was to read this. Horrible, shocking she's news. She's like the this same age as we are. Yeah, so, I know. She's she's what 20, no, 38, 38, isn't she? So that's so young. So to have unexpected. This. And you know, we've we've made fun of of Joni and Sarah Harding on the podcast before, but well, listen, putting that to one side, this is of, she, yeah. She's part of the Corey family, and actually, a really kind of beloved figure on the show on, oh, the, yes. on the podcast now. Kind of really love. Um, talking about Joni and there aren't very many guest stars on Coronation Street that had such a long term impact on the podcast as Sarah yeah. Harding. And I know recently I did say that the I I said something like I the thing that 
we're forgetting is that she like Sarah Harding came into it with absolutely no acting experience, didn't know she could do it, and bloody had to go with it, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. So we are really sad to hear about this. It's it's awful. I mean, it cancers a pitch anyway, but to to have so to bad. to have to you know, to get this news so young for it to be spreading. I, I can't I can't horrible, even imagine I, I can't imagine what she must she be must going, be going through. through a horrible horrible time yeah and uh, and it and it was I think quite brave of her to get op- to open up on social media about it this week because she's apparently not been in the public eye very much for a while but no. I think I read that she she distanced herself from social media quite a while I ago don't blame but her. it's like a few years ago maybe but it's or, well she also she said she was People spotted her in the hospital the week before, and so she yeah. thought I'd better just come out and say say this. And she said also it didn't really feel real. And that's the one thing about stuff like this is when it happens to you, you're like, this is this can't be happening. This isn't real. I don't understand mm. how. Anyway, so we're we're obviously gonna rename the Joni Awards out of respect. Uh, it is. Year. It's out of respect. We, we can't. We can't do it. And, and the. the like, like we said, she's she's kind of become a bit of a mascot for the podcast, <laughs> know, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. For, for not not necessarily the reasons why you'd want to, but nevertheless. But yeah, we. Well, we, like we, I said, she's part of the Cory family. She's been in Coronation Street. You're a current if you're a Coronation Street actor, or you you even if you just love the show, you're part of the Cory family. Yeah, and so, sometimes you can make fun of your family members. <laughs> I think that's what justification. But, but, but yeah, so you, we're going to rename the Joni Awards this year. We don't know. If you what. have any ideas, please let us know. We, we've got a few ideas. Um, we were talking about a few ideas on the card, but if anyone wants to suggest really their own, then please do. Because I like the idea of doing them. Oh yeah, we're not going to stop doing them <laughs> because they're fun. They're funny. So, yeah, um, but, there's always something to mind about. I mean, I, th- I think there's some people maybe that are listening that don't know what the Jonies are because we certainly had some new viewers that we have picked up. You know, it's since basically the of the year. awards for things that we didn't like in Coronation Street or we thought were silly. Yeah, we used to have, on our annual award show, we used to have the Bobbins Award that was yeah, just one, one, one award. Thing. The... And then eventually we realised that we spend so much time complaining about and also different... we, I think we wanted the awards show to just be about positivity. And yeah. you know, people do like it when we have a bit of a rant, we've been told. So we made the, 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 to- the Joni Awards, which is obviously a play on the Tony Awards, but it's basically the, the Corrie Razzies. And they're a lot of fun to do and we still want to do it, but yeah, as he said, out of respect, we couldn't possibly call it the Joni Awards this year. So we will be renaming. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And we really also really hope that Sarah pulls through. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, so, yeah, best, best of luck. And uh, well, we this, know how hard this uh, is. Sarah and it's um, a sad, sad news. Yes. Yeah. So that was the, that was the bad, the bad news. But the rest of it is, we've is got, good. We've got more good news this week. Okay. For example, we had a fantastic programme to watch on Wednesday this week, which was the Cory Icons programme dedicated to Sally. We did have, um, we did both, well, you thought it and I was thinking, you said it and I was thinking it as well, the fact that it was named Sally Metcalf. It's sticking our crawls like, a little uh, bit. Uh, uh. Webster, please. <laughs> or Seddon. Or Seddon if we're going to go, go old, old school. school. Yeah. But fine, um, I'll, I'll put up with that because that is her current name. And it, it was a, a fab show, wasn't it? So many great Sally moments celebrated there. So. It was so much fun to watch it. They've done a really good job, and yeah. we had some talking heads there. From they had Helen Flanagan. Yeah, she was you in loved it. that, didn't I you? I was really happy to see that. She and, um, had a very upmarket background. Yes, and, yeah. and Brooke was in it as well, didn't yeah. she? With her sparkly Beautiful blue eyes. Blue eyes. <laughs> she was, she, she was she sitting in a place yeah. so that her eyes sparkled. And um, and Denise Welsh was in it, wasn't she? I I loved, and it, I don't. It's been ages. It must have been ages since I've seen the Sally. Natalie slap 
and they talked about <gasps> yes. Sally was talking about how she she didn't really want to hit Denise but she kind of had to and in the rehearsal she hadn't really hit her and she was walking up to hit her and then just cowering away in fear and then she yeah. did and when they showed it it's like wow she really did hit her properly then because so often in Coronation Street when somebody has to slap somebody you get the whole looks like a slap and then the person holds their cheek but you know there's been no physical contact with that that was great we want violence real mm. violence uh, but I think uh, possibly the highlight for me is the fact that not only did they acknowledge Sally's mayoral campaign video they they showed a lot about it so and glad. had them talking about it as well that because was, that was brilliant I have to say though that's where they ended Sally's story which was very telling to me really because I don't think that her story has been a very positive one since her... Yeah, did they mention Sally in prison at all? Well, yeah, not only that, but also Gina coming back, they didn't mention her at all. No, they and g- they didn't have anything about Tim ruining her life. They, they showed Gina briefly, I think, didn't they, when they had the falling through yes. the factory roof scene, but they didn't get Connie on but, as a talking but, head. This is the thing that has always annoyed me about Tim, and I know I've said this about a million times, but I want to say it again, because the, the show brought it up but didn't address it. She became the mayor and she loved being the mayor. And the stuff that they showed on the screen about her being mayor and the the campaign and everything was fantastic, brilliant, perfect. So right for the character. Mm. But the reason that she's not the mayor anymore is because Tim made her stop (laughs) doing it because she was being the she was the victim of a crime. Yeah. And I just still can't get over the fact that they just decided to stop Sally being the mayor. I know. That, because that, she was so good at it and it really... run. Tim ruined that for her. That really could have run that story. It, it, she, could, she should still be the mayor now. Mm, mm. Uh, but yeah. Apart from the pr- pr- going to prison thing. Fantastic show. Lots of great like, 80s clips as well. Got a bit of Hilda, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I didn't know at all that she was in the show with Hilda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, it must have been one of these things that we've talked about on the podcast, but Probably. it's dropped out of your head. Cause yes. That happened the character a lot. profile of Sally before. But yeah, it was cool seeing them together. We obviously got to see the scene yet again of the... Um, the splash. The splash. <laughs> yeah, they always show that one, yeah. don't they? Um, what I did want, which I didn't get to see, was um, when Sally wrote Whore, I think, on Natalie Horrocks' mirror in the bathroom. That's a classic one that they didn't show. Um, yeah, really, really solid show. I, I loved it. And um, I'm really looking forward to Roy next week as well because yeah. I do love Roy he's had some brilliant moments we're going to get to see the Amsterdam stuff I know we are which is just wonderful I'm liking me. the fact that they're concentrating on characters that aren't the obvious ones all the time yeah I mean they even had Ken last Sally, week because they kind of had well, to yeah, even though Sally has been in like is she the fifth most so she, character she, she's, she's in the top in ten so she's, ma- yeah. many more than you would think mm. I, She's I can't kind remember of seeing, isn't she? Yeah, I can't remember seeing a program dedicated to her before. I mean, this is the thing they 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 did one about Audrey last Christmas, didn't they? And there's been quite a few characters that they've that they've done things like this before. Like Deirdre's had one, Gail's had one. Often yeah. when characters leave, they've had a bye bye whoever program. Yeah, they don't seem to do that anymore. But yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily the obvious choices, and I, and I'm loving it. And then we've we've got we've got Roy next week. We've got Liz the week after. Which I'm kind of guessing is when the official reveal of her not coming back is going to be. I'm very, very curious. Well, she's been. Oh, yes, she has been. She's been talking in these ones. I think she's been in both of these ones. Um, Yeah, so so that was great. But also, what this week we watched, and thank you to I can't. We had a couple of people pointing this out on. on Twitter and Facebook to us, I think, this week. The Harry Hill's World of TV that was on BBC Two on so hilarious. Tuesday, maybe. Look, if, you don't, if you don't like Harry Hill, don't bother watching it because it's, it is just... It was the Harry Hilliest thing. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got a way of doing things and, yeah. uh, and he doesn't change it and he doesn't need to change it. But no. it, was, um, it was Harry Hill 
the stand-up the world, comedian the world and of entertainer doing talking basically, about soaps basically telling you how to make a soap it was in a satirical yeah. way like it was yeah, got to make sure that you have whatever this or that it's just and yeah. he, used clips, he used clips from loads of different soaps and he even went back in time to sort of talk about really hard, lesser known soaps that yeah, were obscure on, american yeah, ones and, and also british ones too cory cory got a, a decent yeah um, i think he's a cory fan because he did the cory song didn't he yeah he did the ken's william roach but it's all yeah it, it's hard to it's one of these things that it's hard to explain why it's funny and if you hate him you won't you, like this you, yeah you, you hate it but he 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 kind of describes things that they're not sometimes as well, doesn't he? He's... I don't think you can even. I, explain I can't it, explain it, but anyway, it's hilarious. But we we didn't know it was on, so thank you to whoever it was that pointed it out to us. And, and if you like Harry Hill and you happen to miss this, um, do do check that out on iPlayer. I imagine that it's going to be different genres of TV. Yeah, it, it's only. I only watched it because because it was soap, but it was so funny that I kind of want to watch the other ones now. Yeah, because we we really loved TV Burp, which is basically this but it talked about all different all TV, TV shows. shows but bring we, back tv burp it was the funniest thing on television but then he did his alien fun capsule didn't that was he? which uh, we we watched one episode because georgia taylor was in it and um yeah, yeah we, didn't, it. we didn't come back to that I, hate, I, I liked her but i hated the show um i, I enjoyed her, seeing her wet dress yeah, up as a builder with a fake mustache at the end um it's kind it was kind of like you couldn't really have it anymore because it's, it was like Gogglebox in that it recapped television with like funny or interesting mm. insights into it. Yeah. But but yeah, what a fantastic show that was. We went to go see it being filmed on something. We did go and see a TV yeah. being filmed, yeah. Okay. Right, that's that. Speaking of other shows that aren't actually Corey, EastEnders, we're, we're, going, we're really diversifying with our news this yeah, week, aren't we? we? Yeah. Um, they are back, they've announced, on the 7th of September. They've had three months off, can you believe it? Three months of no Lazy. EastEnders. I mean, if you're an EastEnders fan, you must be gagging for it to come back. Well, they've also, been showing classic episodes. They, they have they? been, but it's Which, not the same. No, I know, but but they're, they've kind of got to enjoy what we've been enjoying all year with mm. classic Corin. I don't actually know how easy it is to get your hands on old EastEnders episodes. No, I don't know. I don't know whether other places repeat those. That's a good point. They've also had a few clip shows like we've had with all... I mean, we've had you know eight weeks worth of clip shows to enjoy haven't we yeah. eastenders has had that but we've had that and coronation street yeah so um yeah they must be gagging but also there must be a bit of trepidation in eastenders fans thinking how's it going to be um yeah but, no not it's not been smooth sailing for soaps no but um they uh, i don't know whether it was today or yesterday or something but eastenders have talked about some of the ways that they are making it covid secure um and it feels quite interesting they really go in full on we're going to try and not make this we're not going to have visible social distancing, I think, is what they're trying to say. And, whereas and Corrie, this is a Corrie's kind approach. of going there as well, because they did, you know, the, the stunt and everything, and, and they are trying... No, that no. Coronation Street is trying to work around the limitations. And EastEnders yeah. is, like, going, we're going we're gonna to make it look to you like these things don't exist. Yeah, so, for example... Um, I mean, we talked. It was just I last week that we talked idea. about this. They're bringing in family members of the EastEnders cast to do kissing scenes and like close-ups and stuff. I made fun of this. I was like, that's, how it's going to look." That, that, I said, "That's stupid. That would never happen." And then they're like, "Yes, it will," because this is what we do on EastEnders. Yeah, and they're going to also are have. They gonna, they're they're going to have, have wigs. I I don't know, but apparently, and I didn't look this up. And maybe I should have done. Over on the EastEnders Instagram or social media, they've shown some behind-the-scenes clips, and and people have said well, that is quite good actually. 
They're also having some clear perspex screens placed between actors who share, you know, in, a, in a, the characters are in a bubble together. So they'll be sitting next to each other with a screen that does not show up on camera. Really clever idea. What a brilliant idea. But it's one of these things that, that, that I think, if that exists... Why isn't everybody... Why isn't Curry using it? Why isn't Emma Curry using honestly it? needs to take a few of these well, ideas. I, I was under them. the impression that Coronation Street and many of the other soaps, like the heads of the soaps, got their heads together to say, well, how are we going to do this? And I got I, a feeling there was a bit of collaboration. Na- Neighbours, you know, went there first, didn't they? They were the first to go, to go back to filming. I know, but I think that I think it's possible that they all came up with ideas, but then said, well, we're just going to do what we, you know... And honestly, on the on the face of it, Coronation Street saying, well, we'll just work around this um, makes sense because it's the least effort thing to do. I'm not saying they're not putting effort into it because they're putting a lot of effort into making sure the cast is separated for their own safety and health and making sure everybody's OK. But they're compromising on the show. I think I'm saying that now. Um, but EastEnders is like going, we're, how can we keep everyone safe but make this as seamless as possible and thing, we're not going to know how well they do until, until it's the episodes been on. have been on the episodes are also shorter usually extends yeah. as half an hour and I think they're they closer have, to half they don't have, they don't have the adverts, adverts in the, on the but BBC. now they're going to be 20 minutes I think and Corrie's what 22, 23 at the, at the yeah. moment so it's not going to be massively shorter than Corrie to be honest no um, so, and, but there are only four a week and there are only ever four extenders a week so it's not like they've got to work their way back up to six or anything like that. So they're really I focusing think that they, it. To, to me, when when they took three months off, I was like, oh no, this is terrible for them. You know, if I was an EastEnders fan, I'd be raging. But it seems as though they've used the time incredibly wisely to come up with some really interesting strategies to work around it. And obviously different... TV shows will have different methods of working, so perhaps some of these wouldn't even work for mm. for Coronation Street. Um, they're the renewing th- C- using yeah. CG, aren't they? They've said that they're gonna they're gonna have like a split screen kind of thing where I'm gonna be one character's gonna be on the sofa here and then another character's gonna be on the other side of the sofa, but actually they're not really filming next to each other. Of they're course, just I, I next don't to understand why. Yeah, this seems ob- like an obvious. It even, seems obvious if it can look good. E- even on this morning, I don't understand why they don't do something like that, where they just have. Instead of having a, a massive L-shaped sofa with Holly Willoughby on one end and Philip Schofield on the other, why don't we just have them sitting on one long sofa, but you cut it so that the two cameras film at the same... You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I don't understand. I think... It just, when, I watch Corona- when I'm watching Coronation Street at the moment, when it doesn't quite work... It's a it's a it's a case of spot the spot the social distancing, isn't it? It's like ah, oh, I can see their distance. Ah, oh, they're apart from each. Like flipping Matilda Freeman, she looked like she was backing out the room when Peter Ash walked in today. And she's like, was like, get away get, from me. She was basically. So that's what you know. And also, when with, Abby ran away from the dinner table after having that lunch with with um Debbie, because Debbie, Debbie stood up and Abby like ran away from her mm. to check on her phone but it did look like she was playing so play. when it works well you don't notice that and when it doesn't quite work you go oh they're a bit different so I wonder whether on EastEnders is it going to be watching it and you're going to be going oh I bet that's CGI I bet, I bet that's CGI oh, I, I wonder bet, where the perspex is yeah exactly oh can I spot the perspex because because anything that distracts you from what the programme makers want you to see isn't good and for Corrie it's yeah. they're apart for standards, it's going to be that's not they're that's not so and so's lips. That must be his wife. That, I don't know. Too, I, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. Right yeah, now, yeah. So I, I still think that until things can get back to normal, whenever that is, 
you're always going to be noticing it. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I'm interested to see some clips of it, actually. I, I, I hope it's, it's we just sake it does well. And, and at the end of the day, all the soaps come up with so a way that it can think... and they borrow ideas off each other. Because the thing about Corrie is that it's sort, of, it's sort of hamstrung by social distancing in the show that makes sense. Like, Paul and Gemma can't have a birthday party together because they're not in the same bubble. And real-life actors having to be separate from each other. Yeah. And they can't... They're, they're trying to write them both in, but it doesn't always work. Like, for example, how come Debbie can just come and stay with them? Yeah. And nobody said anything? Like, and she didn't even... There wasn't even a throwaway line, like, oh, I've come to form a bubble with you, or something funny like that. Mm. They, they Sometimes they, they go to great lengths to There's... elaborately do, do something to work around it, and other times they just go, don't even think about remembering that covid exists just for this scene please there's no perfect way of doing it and i've well and I've i said think since Coronet, the eastenders sounds like they're doing a better job already we'll have to wait and see because I, I i i know i know absolutely hand on heart honestly don't have a huge problem with the way coronation street's doing it i before it came back on i thought i would it'd be niggling me more i thought i'd be noticing it more i thought i'd be permanently thinking about it and i'm not really and i'm happy with that Okay, it's not working out that way for me. And the other thing I will say as well is that um, all the soaps are working really super, super hard on making sure that everybody is socially distanced. Mm. Um, so hopefully the actors are also doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure And they I are. will leave it at that. <laughs> Off, you're talking about out of work? Yes. Imagine how annoyed, how annoyed you'd be if you worked on the show... And you're compromising the artistic integrity and the plot lines of, of your of your show to the extent at which some people are starting to notice that it's making a worse product. And then you were to hear that a bunch of actors were meeting up with each other down the pub in Media City, or just sitting next to each other and chatting and and, and having a laugh. Imagine that. Imagine how annoyed you would be. <laughs> But I'm sure that that's not happening. That's not happening, is it? Final bit of news this week, and this is happy news. Sam Aston's a dad. I know. Little Chesney. I can't believe he's it. He's got a little bevy of his It's own. funny, isn't it? Because it's like in the show, he's got like, how many kids now? Five. But in real life, he's only got one. He's actually one. got one. Him and his wife, Bryony, welcomed their first child. Um, apparently came six weeks early. Blimey. So that's, uh, yeah, popped out before they were expecting I it. I hope that she had a good birth experience because um, it must be very scary to be pregnant during this time. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Uh, and they've called, they called him Sonny, obviously named after uh, Vicky and Robert's child on Coronation Street. Well, my nan's dog was called Sonny. His real name was Sonny Dancer. <laughs> what, with an O or with a U? With an O. Okay, well, this is also Sunny with those. Sunny James Astor. So that's fantastic news and, and positivity and, and happiness and good news like that is um is what we want we at like the moment. We like good news, yes. Yes. So um, that was a very nice very, way very to end. And, and all, I think the baby habit. came a couple of weeks ago and already Bryony's doing yoga with the baby. <laughs> I've seen on the Instagram already. So all things good. Um, Shay Astor. You can't do yoga with a baby. She's you can do it. yoga around a baby <laughs> and hope you don't fall on it. Well, I've seen people doing yoga with cats. Babies are like cats, aren't they? Just not as cute. Well, they sound the same, don't they, sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Right, so that'll do for the cabin. Let's move on and uh, see some feedback. Oh, what were the Facebook group have thought of last week? <laughs> 
So, how did the Facebook group vote this week, Gemma? This was exciting. Let's find out. <laughs> really funny. We've got a nice round average score this week. Wow. I think this is the first time number. this has happened. There are no decimals to this. And it wasn't like we only had two people voted and one of them voted one and one of them voted three. And it ended up with two. It actually had a fair few votes and it ended up as a two, which I honestly think is the worst, the lowest score that our Facebook group has ever scored Coronation Street because I don't think we've ever been in the ones. So this is, this is last week when everybody seemed to be down on it a lot more than I am. I'm expecting... Much better scores this week, uh, but we'll see. Um, and there were also some really good scoring out ofs this week. So I've, I, I only <laughs> ever picked three, but it was hard this week. So well done, everybody. Um, sorry for our runners up. Michelle gave it one monkey cardigan <laughs> out of five. I'm starting to get really offended here because these cardigans are not dissimilar to what I would choose to wear. Gemma is lounging I am wearing about a fairly similar cardigan. one. It is quite monkey. similar, actually. <laughs> Comfortable. Matthew gave it two polystyrene car engines out of five. <laughs> and Chad gave it two Icelandic pen pals with a name that sounds like Hitler out of five. And that was your favourite one. <laughs> I, like, I like the long ones. I like the uh, yeah. long creative <laughs> ones. So, um, Facebook, I've, I've copied and pasted a few comments in there. I, I like to do that sometimes, especially if they say nice things about the podcast. And Smoffy did just that this week. And he says... Oh, he's, he's, he, they say. They say. Um, they're, they're new on Facebook. So they said, thanks for having me. I really enjoy the podcast. So please, I stumbled across you. I've watched Coronation Street ever, I can, ever since I can remember. But the last few years, it's been a little sporadic. As time At times, some of the stories have been a little too close to home. Yeah. That being the case, coupled with finding the podcast, I think I've become a bit of an addict. Uh-oh, I've started watch out. watching is going to be slash... in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say don't watch, Don't watch Coronation Street anymore. For, it's in your best <laughs> don't, interest. Don't listen to the podcast. Um, they said they've been watching the 2019 episodes on YouTube and listening to the corresponding podcast <laughs> episode. Uh, and don't, Keeping up to date on the current ones. Laughed so much in years. That's so nice. Thank you very always much. Always nice to hear new people discovering Hooray! the podcast. And I think I think I replied to this saying I don't know whether to feel guilty or proud that I've reinvigorated your um, obsession for Coronation Street at the when moment. When did because... we get a cut of the Cory money for all these fans that we're reigniting? <laughs> I think just the the fact that the, the fact that people are people enjoying it is. It's payment yeah, enough. Payment enough. <laughs> Lee on Facebook, I really like this post. Um, he was talking about uh, the wedding because I complained and I said I d- that surely this is not the best way of doing it. And in my opinion, this was the perfect way to do it. So the idea that Lee wrote is the registrar says, do you, Gary, take Maria? And the two look at each other. Massive pause. Will Gary stop the wedding and admit his love for Sarah? Will David stop this sham? Cut to Sarah looks out of the window. Silence. Suddenly, cheers and applause as everyone piles out of the bistro, including Gary and Maria. They've done it. It's too late. See? Tension, drama and no kiss. And also, the best thing about this too, well, there's, there's not the best thing, but one of the good things about this as well, Sarah looking out the window, we don't need to have this clumsy explanation as to why Maria's got going on honeymoon with a bag pack for her that she didn't realise and not objecting to the fact that Emma's packed all of her stuff for her. Why would we have not needed that? Because we just see them for, just see them through, from Sarah's perspective, picking up their luggage and buggering off in a car. Mm. Yeah. Such a great idea and so simple. I like that. That does sound good. And we did have the Sarah looking out the window, so they were they were close as well. See, see, this is the this is the thing, this is the thing that is kind of grating on me a little bit about some of the COVID stuff in in the show. They they're writing they're writing themselves into situations where where they they're having to address the elephant in the room a bit but not thinking creatively about how to get out of it because that that would be the perfect thing 
Yeah, but some, sometimes they are. So I think you're being too down on Corey, honestly. I think. Well, I think you're being too. Um, too. too you're you're being too forgiving. So I'm. I'm. You're balancing me out. Well, but I, I do think that Lee's idea that would have worked really well. Worked really, really well. I like the sound of that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your suggestion, Lee. We'll pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right. wondering when... And the, the Captain Hindsight um, yeah. department of Coronation Street will go, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been great. Thank Next you time. so much. Well, we maybe for Sally and Tim's wedding. Well, the thing is, who knows how long these restrictions are going oh, no. to go on for. And there, there doesn't whether... seem to be an end in sight at the not moment. Not really. There, there will be. But not till next year or it's not even like, beyond. It, oh, it'll be over by Christmas or it'll be no, over. It it's be. like I have got, got no, no idea. idea. Well, as soon as they get as soon as they get a vaccine, we'll have to put we'll have to go, right. Who gets to be on the front line, number one people to get the vaccine? Nurses, doctors, so actors. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get our stories back. Yeah. I'm wondering when this story with Gary Sayer and um and Adam is gonna pick up again. Like how long are they gonna be away on their honeymoon? Because Corey's no, so free and easy with time at the moment. Are they just going to be away for a fortnight, or are they going to? But that's only actually three days worth of soap time, or are they going to be away for, you know, two months? Uh, I, I, I'm wondering. Because wonder away. Yeah, you you will know eventually. Nancy says about last week's Coronation Street that she was also surprised that Maria and Gary got married. She thought that Gary might do a runner. Yeah, me too. The socially distant wedding was different. I guess they had to have Gary and Maria show their rings so people could be sure they were married. There you go, that's, that's the proof. That's how you do it. I w- wonder how long this marriage will last before Maria finds out about Rick Nealon. Yeah, do you th- I mean... When Maria found out that Gary was a loan shark, she had a bit of an, you know, she, wobble. She, a robble for a bit, but she's like, oh, well, he's rich still. So I wonder when she finds out about Rick, which she surely will... I think... Will she still stick with him? Um, so you have learned Jack Cash, Maria, you say, from the big... And I found out that I married a murderer and Sarah knew and didn't tell me. I think I'd just try and claw her eyes out. Oh, that'd be exciting. Yeah. Socially distance eye clawing. <laughs> I have to get, have to get um, Tina O'Brien's mum in to try and strangle her. <laughs> <laughs> um... And Nancy also enjoyed seeing David just stood there and Blue Merrick and Shona. I wonder what progress Shona's making her recovery, though, says Nancy. It wasn't too clear. And now we didn't get to see any of Shona this week either, did we? But we know that she's going to be back at some point because we saw Julia Goulden outside the set when we were there. So we know she's going to make an appearance in October, at least. Um, When Daniel called Nikki, uh, Nancy says, I wanted her to refuse to come over. I think she likes him too much to take his money. I don't think he likes her the way she's starting to like him, though. I wonder what his next move will be. This is interesting because if you say say it goes well, everybody's kind of thinking it's going to, but I'm hoping it won't. But it seems obvious it is that Nikki and Daniel end up actually becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, mm. right? Imagine in the back of Nikki's mind, this whole, every single time they go on a date, thinking, "This is two hundred quid down the drain. I'll never see." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been charging him for this. <laughs> I don't think he likes her the way she's starting to like him. Yeah, that's what I thought. So he's the, he doesn't like her. He likes the he thought likes... of her as Sinead. Mm. And he still hasn't realised, I think. Perhaps he'll perhaps they'll give us some fluff about him going, I thought I loved you because you were Sinead, but now I realise I love you because maybe, you're Nikki. Yeah, maybe when she is able to get a word in Edgeways and she talks about how she hates poetry and 
Yeah, maybe she leaves her toenails think, on the side. I think and, Charles Dickens is overrated. Yeah, he's going to realise that. Go, what the hell? Although I'm not saying that Sinead was also a uh, she wasn't. No, but, you know, Ken and Deirdre managed to make it work. That's true. Um, Nancy continues, I thought the scene when Abby got injured was amazing. Oh, I think you're the only person I've seen say that. It was done so well by Sally Carmen. I thought it was strange that Seb didn't rush over to the garage when Abby didn't pick up the phone, though. Peter's like anyone else who's come through his addiction problems and now wants to help others. I'm sure Kevin can sort out the problems, though. Well, this is the thing. Like, Kevin still doesn't know about it. How do you think Kevin will react when, when he eventually finds out? Why did you lie to out? me? Yeah. Why did you run around behind my back? I was hoped that he would stick with Because I was her. ashamed. Kev, I was ashamed of myself. I do think there's Abby, potential with I Kevin and Abby. I don't want so. you to ever feel that way around me. No, Kevin, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. Peter's the only one that understands me. Uh, Nancy says that she thinks <laughs> that Gemma wanting to help people on Zoom is interesting. Is there a way? Is this a way to get Gemma some purpose until they show the quads on screen? How about just not giving Gemma a purpose until yeah, they can show the quads on screen? Yeah, she doesn't need to save the world. This is the other thing I kept saying, which I haven't mentioned in the podcast yet, but I was saying to you all this week, when when Daniel was haranguing Cherry on Zoom over his thoughts about how wondrous Bertie is, thanks to his appreciating the simple things in life, what Daniel does not need is another prostitute. What he does need is to go to Gemma's baby support group. Yes. So he can rattle on about his kids and everyone else They'll can rattle on about their about kids. Babies. That's They'll also true. love the fact that he's he's like a, a widowed dad. He'll become the mascot of the group and they'll be falling over themselves to bring him pies and, and knit him baby booties and stuff. They'll mm. adopt him. Maybe you've I'm just so uncovered sad. the end of the storyline. I'm so Gemma. sad, I'm so sad. They marry the two me. stories together, Well, perhaps. I can't believe that on the show we've got somebody making a support group for people who are struggling with being parents of young children and a man who's struggling being the parent of a young child and he's paying women to talk to him on Zoom. Listen to him. And hundreds of pounds. He could fund Gemma's baby group with his with his sex worker money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who, how Nikki's going to pay for her next pair of shoes because she needs a new pair now. She's wrecked those. Oh, that reminds me as well. So I think we haven't also mentioned. I've got a teacher at work who is friends oh, yeah. with somebody who plays one of the sex workers. And I don't know, because it wasn't very good lighting and I haven't remembered to ask the person yet, whether... It, was, it cherry. was Cherry, whether the actress who plays Cherry was, was my colleague's friend or whether there's just going to be another sex worker that comes up later. But I thought that was quite cool. Got a little link there. I, that's like the, not the, that's the several people that you've known. There's somebody else as well. Is that? Yeah. Don't remember. And, the, and also, obviously, Richard Fleishman went to. Oh, yes. Yes, my sister was friend. No. With his, your sister's. My sister, sister. was friend. No. My sister's friend <laughs> was the sister. Was the sister of yes, Richard there we go. Yeah, there we go. We, we the basically, we're basically famous. I like the way Tim finally told his dad to stop it when Jeff tried to stop him from leaving. I know Jeff didn't like it because it meant he cannot control Tim. Yes. I think that Jeff will try to bother Faye somehow. It's interesting Ooh. that the story's still going on without Tim and Sally there. It feels like, you know, are, are Tim and Sally going to come back next week? Because if they are, what was the point of them going away, to be honest? Um, but I think no, no, no. Back, I what's... think no. I think it's good to give Jeff and Alia, sorry, Jeff and Alia, give them space to be openly hostile to each other in the street without them having to hide from Sally and Tim all the time. Well, not not so much Sally, but mm. but Tim. It gives them a bit more freedom, doesn't it, to 
openly be hostile to one another without yeah. dragging because then Sally would have to get involved and then Tim would get involved and then it would just be that again. Yeah. I actually quite kind of like the fact that those two characters are now a bit more free to engage in open hostility. Did, did Sally and Tim take Faye with them when they went up to see Gina? I can't remember whether she was getting in the car or not. I don't remember. Really not sure, but yeah. in any case, she's going to need to come back to go back to school soon as well. So if they did take her away, then they're going to have to come back. But if they left her, that doesn't seem like a very sensible thing to do. The, I'm getting out of here because, because there's too much like, domestic... You're all right here to stay with your granddad, who you just saw be a nasty kid. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think we're supposed to think about things like that. Um, Rebecca, not Rebecca, sorry, Nancy gave it to two and a half Adam's shirts <laughs> out of five. And uh, Abby was her character of the week last week. Thank you very much, Nancy. Right, Rebecca says... Um, like I said last week, thought Maria and Gary would get married, as when the truth comes out, Maria's going to feel like such a foolish idiot for believing Gary. Adam and Sarah don't care they've broken up, and Adam is better off single anyway. Loved how he mentioned to Daniel how they should both go on Tinder, and Daniel said he was busy. <laughs> Blue America pairing was great. It was a great surprise. Really hope this is put to bed till at least Gary and Maria return from honeymoon, and Sarah starts sniffing around Gary because you know what will happen next. I'm enjoying Daniel's story, and even though Nikki wearing the cardigan is still a bit creepy, Daniel needs still needs a therapist. I do think she's scared of mixing business with pleasure, and she's falling for Daniel. I think Daniel, even though he doesn't mean to, is just using Nikki to let his grief out. I would like them to form a relationship, as Daniel's moping is getting a bit annoying, and it would be good to see him happy again. Now the Todd's story, I know Mary and Sean annoy people, but I found it quite funny, although I do agree with Gemma about the girl in the park. She was annoying. I do think this will break Billy and Paul up, especially if Paul finds out about Todd accuses Billy of going behind his back when all Billy was doing was arranging the party for Gemma. Well, we didn't get that, no. did we? Paul was very understanding. Annoyingly so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to He's Eileen... He's more saintly than Billy is sometimes. He is a bit, yeah. I'm looking forward to Eileen returning from Thailand... Oh, and Sean rushing home in case his dumplings got burnt was funny. Felt so sorry for Abby this week. As soon as Seb said, don't miss meeting me, I said, something will happen to make Abby miss Seb and he will blame her again for being a bad mother. The stunt wasn't great. However, I, I think in normal times she might have visited them and due to COVID not letting children on the set, they had to write around a little, although the airport scene you mentioned would have worked around that. The nurse at the hospital was dreadful and even though I like the card scene, they should have just ended the episode there, not created more drama with more fiend stealing. It, it just feels like this was never now. It was never a story about Abby saying goodbye to the kids. It was a way into Abby's addiction story. Yeah. Which is sad, really, because I, I would have much preferred it to be about the kids well, the thing or is, the kids even just not bring that up because they, she'd already said goodbye to them. I, yeah, I know, but the thing about it was that her, Ab, Abby being upset about not saying goodbye to the twins going off to Australia is at least a unique story that we haven't had in the show before. Whereas Abby being on drugs isn't even the first time she's done that, let alone, the, you know, yeah. we've had so many characters struggle with addiction in Coronation Street over the past few years. And it, I know it's realistic. I know it is. But it doesn't need to be in every single character's <laughs> story every multiple times, every time something happens. Mm. We already have Peter for that don't yeah. we and, and and really Abby is following Peter's arc like challenged by something that they find difficult to overcome goes and looks at drugs decides not to take drugs gets mad about it but manages to pull through mm. I don't need to see every character getting addicted to something different Anyway, again, something else I said she would do when they mentioned morphine earlier on in the episode Rebecca says really hope she doesn't try to make a 
move on Peter. And as she relapses, Peter could help her through it, even though he's not addicted to drugs. He's got an alcohol addiction. So it could be a good story in theory, but at the moment I'm just a bit wary. Gemma, I don't mind her away from the quads and Chesney, although I don't want Dan in the dumps, Gemma, either. She would have loved the party, Paul suggesting pre-quads. Yeah. Bernie, again, made me laugh, especially the whole cockroach in the air story and listing off other twins to Gemma when she couldn't remember any more twins. Finally, hopefully, Tim has seen the light and maybe this story will shut down for a while. It's still earlier, so maybe it's just got some, still got some life in it. Character of the week is Abby again and give it three chickens that have flown the coop out of five. Lovely. With with Alia, I've seen quite a lot of people really, really praising Sarah's performance this year and saying that Alia has come become much, much more tolerable thanks to this story. But <laughs> occasionally I'm finding Alia tolerable and it's like, oh, I want to be in your side, but she's still a bit annoying. Like when she was smarming across the road to Jeff today, I, 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 don't, I was just trying to, I was just having to fight the urge to say, shut up Alia, don't be so annoying. <laughs> And I know she's on the she's on the right side, but she's yeah, just oh, she's well, so irritating. Well, this is the same thing that happened to us with um, uh, Anna and Pat Phelan. It is. It's like ugh, I know, I know, I'm supposed to be rooting for you, but actually, I I like you less than the character that you're supposed to be battling. I against. still found myself enjoying watching Anna being tormented by Phelan <laughs> and Anna being annoying. I enjoyed that more than I'm enjoying seeing Anna. Alia, sorry. I I really quite liked Anna showing up, you know, in in the final six months or so because I knew that what there would be. But with this, it's just like, oh, shut up, Alia. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So I'll move on. Uh, Fangirl Overlord123's thoughts on this week. Quite excited to have Debbie back, she says, and I think that she will dislike Abby because she thinks that Kevin was too good for her. The Todd story is exciting, but I don't want suspense. I want answers. Mm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think Nikki will cut ties with Daniel, which could be damaging to his mental health. Gemma and Paul... Yeah, just imagine if... What, what, this, what would Daniel do if Nikki was like, I do not want anything to do with you. I'm not going to answer your phone. because would already and she's, drink. Already she's um, trying to pass the buck to Cherry, isn't she? He he's already you well, know, she's at, not gonna, at his lowest point, honestly, but he I could get lower than his lowest yeah, point if... I can't see her going, OK, Daniel, you've really made a great case to me as to why I should come and see you because you shouted at me and made me lose £500. This isn't at all getting out of hand. Let's go to the Costa up the road and, mm. and I'll charge you 50 quid for a cappuccino. <laughs> you know, she's... Anyone in their right mind, especially somebody who works in such a vulnerable position as she does having to deal with, with guys like this who could get violent and a bit rapey, she's going to be on her guard looking for warning signs. And if this isn't a bundle of them, I don't know what is. Mm. Mm. There's red flags I'm everywhere. I'm so sorry for Daniel that he's got no friends and he's not talking to family. There, there, there are people around that he should be able to talk to here. Anyway. Um, he's not doing himself any favours. Tangle Overload123 says that Gemma and Paul's dancing was the highlight of the week. There you go. See, some people Somebody liked it. it. enjoyed it. <laughs> it, just, it oh, well, I've already well. said. Next week seems to be the week we find out about Scott and Johnny. I think the two of them got into trouble years ago and Johnny dumped Scott in it or Scott was the... Ri- Scott was the ringleader of something messed up like a gang or cult. Oh, nice. John- oh, cult, yeah. And Johnny left, which made Scott angry. Oh, imagine if he was a cult leader. I mm. don't think that's it, but wouldn't that be amazing? It's been a good, you know, nearly 25 years since we last had a cult story on Coronation Street. I'm ready for this. There are so many things that Coronation Street could tackle 
because cults definitely have never gone away. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, and all the Scientology stuff has, has come to the... Don't get them on our case. Uh, you know, people know more about it than they did back in 97, 98 when they had the cult story in Corrie, so they could, there's, there's more... There's a lot of what, yeah. To tap into. As long as there are vulnerable people, people there are cults waiting to prey on them. Sadly, I'm surprised I d- Daniel hasn't joined a cult, to be honest. I don't think that this is going to be a cult story. No, I but, don't. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like Fangirl Overload 123 is, is on the same page as us about. Can you imagine if Scott, Scott was Scott like being the, the Charles Manson of Weatherfield? <laughs> um, Jeff trying to work the Hoover was satisfying after all the cleaning he made Yasmin do. Character of the week is Johnny. And I give it two and a half eating placentas out of five. Last week got three and a half. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's we, right. We didn't know what the school was. Yeah, uh, yeah Ber- Bernie talking about eating her own placenta this week. Hmm. What was the more pleasant story, that or having somebody live, a cockroach living in somebody's ear <laughs> for 10 years? Right. Last bit of feedback is from Richard. Richard, he says um, he loved the Manchester trip specials. And he says, like a lot of others, I found some of the recent storylines a bit below par, but feel that by and large the show has done a good job in managing the return from COVID break. I agree. Gemma doesn't. <laughs> oh, is everyone going up on me now? Um, he says, whilst I was surprised when we found out that Daniel was hiring Nikki the Escort to dress up as Sinead, I wonder if Nikki could end up being one of Sinead's sisters. What? <laughs> Although I previously wondered if Gemma and Paul could end up being long lost kids or grandkids of Dennis Tanner, so I don't have a great track record with my theories. Yeah, Sinead is supposed <laughs> to have a load of sisters that, like like Tim's brothers, have seemed to have Dwindled. disappeared into the ether. Yeah. But I think that if she was one of Sinead's sisters, she would have said by now. Because Daniel has basically probably told her that he's probably read her the entire Corypedia page about Sinead. So well, she probably realised, and there's pictures of her, yeah, he would have shown her pictures and everything. Well, so, she's um, seen videos of it, of her. Yeah. Maybe she's like, I don't want to rock the boat here, I'm just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh no, I'm getting good money, yeah? Yeah. Times are hard. <laughs> Richard says, I was planning to self-publish a Corrie trivia book this year. But, oh yes, I remember that. But we'll realistically need to park this at the moment due to work commitments and writing stand-up material for an audition I have for next year's Friends Got Talent. This is exciting. I will ensure, though, that when the trivia book finally gets finished, some copies make their way to Conversation Street. Okay. Yeah, we have been hearing the saga of this yeah. trivia book. For the oh last year or so. I'm still very excited to Good hear this. Good luck with um, your stand-up. Yeah. Oh, God, that is exciting. We, do, we haven't watched Britain's Got Talent for really a long time. Brave. We'll certainly doing, have to tune in doing uh, stand-up. on that. Doing stand-up for Britain's Got Talent is one of the bravest things. Yeah. Stand-up's so hard. I don't want to put you off, Richard. Good luck. Uh, good luck for that. And then good luck with your book. I hope that we manage yeah. to, to, to get a copy next year. That's everything. Thank you, everybody, um, for listening. Um, again, apologies for not liking the show and saying that they are doing a bad job and that they're not reacting well to COVID. <laughs> I know it's how hard it must be. Even though I was saying, like, if you like it and I don't, now that's great. I don't begrudge you that. But I just I feel bad for the listeners that enjoy it. And, and if, I, if I see something, if I, I don't listen to many you know, podcasts about TV shows or films, or, but sometimes, like, if there's a series of Doctor Who, I might tune into a Doctor Who podcast. And if there's an episode that I really liked and then I download the podcast and they slate it, <laughs> it just, it deflates, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, it oh, I, want, I wanted or, to hear, I wanted well, to listen to people talking really excitedly about that thing that I liked. I, I don't want to have hear people dissing it. Well, luckily, we seem to have people who enjoy listening to us, whether they agree with us or not, which is very, very sweet. And I'm... I know, but I think if I was really enjoying something and just week after week, and it, it doesn't, it, it, it 
mean, it's, it's, it's been about three weeks of, of, of bad-mouthing the show, isn't it? How, how long, how much of that can you take before you're like... Just listen to the to bonus episodes then. then. Yeah, that's great this week. Thank you very much, Denise Black, for uh, coming on the podcast, of course. Yeah, we I'm, can't help how we feel about things, and I'm never, ever going to lie. No, I'm not going to say I liked something if I didn't. I might very well no admit way. to say some things that I think, oh, and I have done in the past, where I just don't say something. Oh, omit. I thought you said admit. Yeah. I always admit, yeah. but I sometimes will omit as well. Yes. Um, and I think some people, if you're clever, if you're clever and you listen hard enough between the lines sometimes you might be able to pick up on some things i might have thought but not said <laughs> but yeah on the whole i don't like, think i'm subtle we're, but we're, we're not going to say we're not going to lie no we just we just and also that's what the feedback section is for honestly yeah. that's what the feedback so if you listen and you're like oh god that's wrong and i this don't agree brilliant. with that that was hilarious i'm gonna tell them we we're not like there's loads of um feedback we don't read that's slating no. us and going your podcast is the worst <laughs> I've ever yeah, heard we're not admitting that no we read out stuff that is horrible about what we say yeah not that that comes very often thank goodness thank goodness anyway um, hopefully next week will be a, a we don't want to dislike it anyway it ended on a high this week didn't it did it did indeed and uh, I'm really excited to find out more about what kind of lunacy Scott's yeah. been up to in don't his past don't let us down Curry make it be exciting please 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 it's and more be like... Jenny and Johnny scenes yes uh, thank you very much to a couple of new patrons that have signed up this week. Yes. Paul McNamee and Shauna Murgett. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. We've awesome, just awesome done stuff. our latest new oh, yes, we did. Patreon last, episode. Yeah, last weekend we did um, the 12th. Uh, we've been doing it a whole year now. So we did a uh, Patreon episode top five male characters that have joined the show <laughs> since we started doing the podcast. We tried to think of the longest name yeah we wanted to do something that would involve me not having to make copious notes beforehand and we totally well, added michael the whole thing still, and it went fine michael's still being a glutton for punishment because today I, I basically moaned at you and i said apart from going on holiday for two weeks where you worked your ass off the entire time making bonus content for the youtube channel you've yeah. worked the entire holidays that you've i have done a lot you of school have stuff. been in school almost every day apart from that two-week holiday where you didn't actually have a break. And so I told you, just think about having an actual break for once. I took and the so day off. And so today, you took the day off, but when I was ill all day because I had a migraine, I've only just be- felt like a human being again. But when I woke up earlier and came into the front room, what you what were you doing? I was looking through the Coronation Street magazines. <laughs> and making notes. Yeah, but yeah, only Yeah, because you bit. can't stop I only working. did that for a bit today. Most of today, I was okay. slobbing about. I watched all Whatever. three of those Red Dwarf specials that are on Dave. Yeah. And so that's three hours worth of that that I watched. I watched four episodes of Classic Coronation Street from Yeah, you TV. watched Classic but Coronation that's not Street. Work. You were You wrote down stuff from the Coronation Street magazine and you recorded a podcast. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much. And if yeah, you'd like so, to get in touch with us, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. You can find Anyway, us I only on, wanted to say that because what? I wanted to point out to people, if you listen to this podcast, you probably think that Michael does all the work and I don't do anything, which is absolutely true. But you probably don't appreciate how much I try to stop him from working so hard that he's going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but even when I try my hardest, I can't stop him. It's if, like a dog that wheezes up lampposts. If you ever tried to stop, stop me and say, well, I'm not doing the podcast anymore, then I'm just going to find an escort that can do the podcast with me. <laughs> you can't afford it, Michael, <laughs> even with the Patreon money, £500 pound for an afternoon. Um, and she'd be going, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, yeah, great. 
Yeah. If she's like, tried to got cherries. Ken Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love Ken. Ken and Barbie, my favourite. Ben Carlo, brilliant character. Um, iTunes, we're on there. Please give us a review. If you haven't, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter, um, Facebook, join our yeah, group there. We're getting YouTube. close to a, a round number. I can't remember what it is. Five, nearly 500 on the Facebook group, are we? Or nearly 600, I can't remember. We've, we've got over 6,000 on our Twitter now, which is really great. Um, We're still hoping for 10,000 by the end of the year. That's my goal. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We put up a um, character profile of Bill Webster on YouTube this week, which was taken from episode 85 of the podcast. So that was like six years ago, maybe, that we recorded that. So we've uh, we put it up for anybody that hasn't been listening for us that long and wants to know all there is to know about Kevin and Debbie's dad. Yes, that's that's why we put it up there because of Debbie. Yes. Um, Patreon, you can support us on Patreon. Like we love Paul that. and Shauna. Yes, and that's it. That is that is it. Yeah. Um, thank you again to Denise Black for appearing on the podcast <laughs> thank this you. week. What a pleasure it was to speak to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, don't forget everybody go and listen to that because it's just really lovely, positive. If, you, if you're fed up of all the negativity on this bit of the podcast, go and, go and listen to that, because it'll put you in a much better mood. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, you're making me feel like crap. It's not just you, it's me. I know, but you're making me feel like I'm not allowed to say that I don't think they're doing a no, good we job. Are allowed, we, are allowed. we are allowed. I'm sorry that they're not doing a good job, and I totally were prepared to give, people, give them a break, and I wasn't going to, you know complain about things but when something so egregious is that the right word <laughs> when something so obviously not good mm. and also i was getting really jealous when i was reading about what what eastenders are doing grass is always green it is isn't it on the other side of the perspex screen yeah and and um but the thing is soap soaps have have been having a tough time with them haven't they because also um the archers People have been saying that's been awful. Oh, yeah. And Emmerdale. Emmerdale apparently is dreadful at the moment. Yeah, so. Never mind. <laughs> That'll do. And on that That'll note, do. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with more Conversation Street chat. Yeah. Conversation Street. Ranting. Goodbye. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>